Yeah, I was trying to think about it all day, and like, there's, yeah, you can't really do a bit for. I will, I will lead off with um, the very first piece of trivia on the Imdba. Was uh, co-writer and director Bong Joon Ho and the designer of the creature nicknamed it Steve Buscemi, based <laughs> I... on the actor's screen persona and the way he acted in Fargo. I love that. That's wild. That's perfect. Um, no, I mean last night. Or no, it wasn't last night. When the night that we watched it, after doing too much weed, I got like brain zoomies because I was like, "Oh, the host," and then the parasite, and then I was like, "Oh," because you know, parasite <laughs> always has a host, right? And Bong Joon Ho has both of those movies. Oh, and then I like laid awake for like hours, just like, "Oh my god!" But I'm sure that none of them are connected except like. So the way that I was thinking about it, because yeah. they specifically say that they think it's a host to a virus. Yeah. But I was also like, oh, but he also takes those kids. So he's kind of like the host in yeah. a sense of like it's a kidnapping. But like, like you are cordially invited to be here and never leave. Is that what they call a kidnap somebody that kidnaps somebody? A host? Welcome to my beautiful oh. sewer where you aren't sure if I'm going to eat you or not. Here's some bones. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I like the idea of being like. Well, you're charged with five accounts of hosting children. If you add children to anything, it always sounds suspect to, like, things adults do. Amusing. Yeah. Amusing children. Yes. Okay, depending on the depending on the tone you use, it gets very... Sinister. Okay, so now there's a bunch of qualifiers. Okay. All right, never Feeding. mind. Feeding. Never mind. Yeah. Caring for. Raising. Okay. okay. These are all words that okay. are totally fine. Okay, fine then. If you use words that aren't normally associated with things you would do with children... Or, like, dynamiting. Yeah. Yeah, but that's true of anything. And I don't particularly know if I'd be hosting children. It's like, I'm watching children, I'm being their guardian, I'm entertaining them. I don't think I'm hosting them. Well, if you're like, if you're pregnant with a child, I think technically you're hosting it. Well, yeah, because mm. that's when they're parasites, but that's right. like... Right, children. The parasites that we all collectively agree to enjoy. I mean... As an ex-parasite, that's fine. And a lot of them are parasites far beyond being expelled from the womb. I mean, financially, emotionally. Yeah, emotionally. And we all have those friends who were children and were awful drains on their parents. As a former yeah. child? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I had a friend. Uh, we're not friends anymore. But he was just like a deeply troubled individual. But was just, you know, I, he was the youngest by a huge margin of, of the kids. Mm-hmm. So I think he never really learned the idea of, like, you know, good attention, bad attention. And also, he was, like, the fourth kid. So his parents were like, oh, we... By the time he came along, the needle on the scale wasn't moving as much. So he kind of had to, like, be extra weird and, and, and more obviously to, to try to get them to, like, react at all. Because otherwise they're like, that's fine. Who cares? It's fine. Go go play. See, like, for me, I would be pretty stoked about, like, oh, the bar is low I can be the best child versus me being the first child. I think that's I'll... first child trying to think of how you would be if you were last child. Exactly. Right. <laughs> As first child also with an Asian parent. <laughs> I was like, yeah, there's the bar is astronomically high. 
So I'm just like, no, I would love to have some weird older siblings so that I don't... I made shit so easy for my brother. Also, yeah, he gets to be boy, and yeah. he's the baby. I, I, I would dream about that bar being so astronomically low. That's a common first child thing, though, is feeling like you're the trailblazer. Like, you had to fight and claw for every, you know, privilege, and then they just get them. Yeah, I remember my friend... This is an example. Because I was kind of being vague. I'm trying, I'm trying to be vague, but also... I don't think you listen to this podcast. So we had a project in one class that was like, we were handed a piece of paper with a crescent shape on it. We were talking about the fertile crescent uh-huh. in class. So we were like, oh, draw an illustration that, you know, like the, what the fertile crescent. So people drew like crops and shit on it. And he drew two cows having sex. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, in a cartoonish style, in the dog style position. Mm-hmm. And um, well, how else are cows going to do it? Yeah. I, I, at the time especially, didn't know and didn't especially want to. And now I've seen some things. And he took it home and he's like, Mom, look, this is what I drew. This is real aggressive. And she was just like, what is this? Fertility, mother. He's very polite. (laughs) Very polite. Chain smoking. Really nice mom was just like, what is this? And he goes, well, she dropped her contact and he's helping her look for it. (laughs) And I was just, I just started laughing and walked out of their kitchen. I was like, I don't want to be here for whatever the outcome of this is. And it was about 10 minutes before he left the kitchen because I think he was getting a reasonably stern talking to. Like, got caught shoplifting and the security guard, you know, held us in the, the room and whatever. How'd you get caught? Um, <laughs> this is so the part I love. We, we were in a department store. We took some stuff and we're leaving and some elderly folks were behind us. So we stopped and held the door for them. And as the door is closing, these two, you know, security guys are like, hey, wait a second, wait a second. And I didn't know that we were like 17. We were under 18. So I, we didn't, I didn't know the rules because I was technically outside the department store at this point, And I could have just been like, eat shit and walked away at a casual pace and they can't do anything. But anyway, I didn't know any of this. So he was like, wait a second, wait a second, come back in. So then we came back in. And yeah. But they called my friend's brother and, you know, his brother dropped me off and then drove him home. And uh, apparently his... You know, mom was like, this is, I don't, you know, I don't like this. Like, you're, you're, you're dangerous, bad, bad, bad life choices, all that kind of nonsense. So then the next day, his uh, dad was like, I don't want you hanging out with that hunter guy. He seems like a bad influence. And he's like, no, it's not like he was like, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. We just kind of were like, we should do this, right? Yeah. Okay. Like it was mutually yeah. assured destruction. Yeah. Mutual stupidity. Yeah. I've met teenager boys. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so... His dad, apparent, apocryphally, I was not there, said, like, well, you know, my rules and whatever. Like, I brought you into this world and I'll take you out of it, that kind of thing. And so my friend uh, was like, well, then I'll leave this house the same way I came into the world. And took off all his clothes <laughs> and then walked eight blocks to my house. Wow. Uh, lacking ball, clothes. Ball okay, out? but did he, did he show up to your house naked? He showed up to my house with no clothes except okay. for shoes. Okay. Well, and, yeah, he's not a monster. Right. Don't want to get a tape one. My doorbell rings. I open the door. He is nude. Uh-huh. He is cupping his genitals. <laughs> well, you got it. And I went, what's all this now? <laughs> and he's like, hey, buddy, can you invite me in? And I was like, yeah, I guess come in. Is he in. a vampire? Does he have to be invited in? I guess if you're that naked, you need the plausible deniability of they invited me. Yeah, yeah, just fair. for the police record. To be fair, officer, I was invited. <laughs> But yeah, uh, so then I gave him like some sweatpants and an old t-shirt and I was like. Story time. I was like, so what happens now? 
Efri told me, like, I was like, what happens now? He's like, oh, I'll just hang out here for a while, and then I'll go home. It'll be fine. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I've, I've made my point. Sure. In retrospect, it should have been like, normally I would hold the door, but I'm doing a crime right now. Goodbye. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Granny. That's the part that I love about that story is like you got caught because you stopped to hold the door for people. Yeah. <laughs> it's just You're so, not a monster. I was, I was raised it's right. So, <laughs> it's so wholesome and I love that. <laughs> this has an E rating on it, so if you're listening yeah. to it and you strip nude and, as protest. And you're still you know yeah, and you're and you're still under the age of majority, you shouldn't be listening to this. Age podcast. of majority. Yeah. Eighteen. If you're under eighteen, you shouldn't what be listening to this anyway. You're a minor. Until eighteen, and then, then you you're a major. The age of majority. Because you're a min- you're a you minor, can... and then you're a major. Yeah, you can yeah. run your own life. At never 18. heard. I've never heard age of majority before. I thought that was how. I don't I know. I thought if I... that's what it was, but usually yeah. most people just say when you were of age. Yeah, right. like, of age or in certain yeah. cases, but age I do of think consent. Like the full thing is age of majority. Now what is now? I'm wondering if I made that up. Hang on. I know I've heard <laughs> no, that. No, I mean it okay. makes sense with That's minor real. and major. Like I've to- heard that, and if I haven't, then I've also in mm-hmm. the same bizarre university we're in. No, yep, that is a okay. thing. That is a thing that you <laughs> I made me think wasn't real. I literally said I believe it. Yeah, it's the threshold of adulthood as recognized time. or declared in law. I can say I've never heard a thing okay. and still think it's real. Okay. I'm just saying, like, I never, never hey. a phrase I heard. Hey, make hay while the sun shines. Don't try to turn <laughs> things around on me. That's an aphorism I know. All right. You can pilot a submarine up a river, but it doesn't go there. <laughs> I'm so lost right you can now. Lead, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him think. This is Allison's fucking stand-up comedy routine. Oh my god! This is a picture of Allison in front of a brick wall saying that. Hello, excellent humans. Welcome to another Hate Watch, Great Watch podcast. I am your host, Allison Yakulis. With me as always... Hello, I'm Hunter Bush. I'm a very polite uh, criminal. <laughs> Juvenile delinquent. <laughs> and our guest today... That's me. I'm Bottle. I live with them. Yes, but roommate. But I'm also hanging out. Roommate and guest, uh, yeah. Bottle. We, uh, Bottle's uh, back. Burr, burr, burr. Yeah, from episode... I don't remember the number, but... Uh, th- was the last Kaiju Mono. Kaiju Mono and also Beethoven. The, the Beethoven, the oops all Beethovens. Yeah, but yeah, from our two-year spectacular where we watched eight movies, so you didn't have to. So we're getting the spooky season. It is yeah. the season of October. Yes. And so we decided to do some things that had a little bit more of a creepy or supernatural bent to them. So we picked a monster movie. Bottle, what did we do? We did. The host, two thousand and six. The host, not one of the other lame ones. I know. I know one of the other hosts. It's the Stephanie Meyer movie. Yeah. And it's about an alien that lives in somebody's eyeball Uh or something. Yeah. I'm sure it has something to do with Jesus. And because a lot of Stephanie Meyer shit does. It's like Mormon love. Um, But we were doing yeah, the host, two thousand six, directed by Bong Joon Ho. Who y'all should recognize from him winning the Oscars and being the first film that was a non-English film that won the Oscar for Best Director in 2000? That sounds right. 
Was it, yeah, or like was foreign it, language was it, film. And then also, I mean, you can tell if you've listened to the podcast at all, but we absolutely will cover movies that are subtitled from other countries because cinema isn't just a thing that America invented. No. Or perfected. Right. Uh, Bong Joon-ho is the quote that I always use when talking about foreign film, which yes. is the, uh, he has a quote about, um, once you overcome the bar- the two-inch barrier of subtitles, the w- landscape of cinema opens up before you, something like that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's absolutely true. There are so many movies that I absolutely love that are subtitles. Yeah. And it's- some of them, sure, you can get dubbed, but like, who cares? Yeah, and yeah. like... It might not be a great dub, but you can still watch it because, like, you know, yeah. I get, like, not everyone can read subtitles, but... Yeah, there's... some people don't read fast enough, some people have an attention span issue, whatever. And I mean, honestly... Well, sometimes like, subtitles our... visually are trash, sure. and you're just like, I can't read this. Sure. Why did you do this? Our, our DVD actually auto-played with dubbing, and then we put subtitles on because we're one of those, like, oh, I want to actually hear, you know, the original actors doing the original emoting in their yeah. voice. But, again, like, you don't have to, and that's still valid. Yeah, pretty much, you know, most things where, you you know, you have the option for subtitles, there's probably a dub option. It depends, but... It's it's a lot of stuff. More widely stuff, yeah. Yeah. But, like, if you're, you know, obviously if you're going off the beaten path into, like, niche... Niche stuff, yeah, obviously not, but then... yeah, right. There's, but I would imagine a... anybody that's digging that deep doesn't have a problem with them. They already yeah. know yeah. in advance that they don't have a problem. With yeah, I mean, like, there's a long tradition of fan subtitling in anime and yes. stuff, and so like that's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's usually the most. And that accessible was about way... availability, right? That's usually the most accessible way to be translating stuff is to get somebody to just write out text and not to re-record entire audio, right? Um, so I mean, you know, and, and I, I, this is also kind of a fraught thing that I didn't think we would be talking about, so. It's weird, because I feel like you brought it up. I did. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, I didn't know we'd be talking about it. Well, if not you, then me, you know, it's Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know, like, I don't. No, the, the war I, between subs and dubs is long and Yeah. Because, like, I yell at people to watch TV shows all the time that are really great. Uh, yeah. Just transparency. I watch a lot of K-dramas. Yeah. So yeah. I'm watching a lot of stuff in well, Korean. This and... is a post, um, shit, what the fuck? The, the game. The game. Squid I Game. just lost Squid the game. game, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I just lost the game. Yeah, if you're listening to this, you just lost the game. This is a post Squid Game world. That was one of the most watched things on Netflix, and it was a subtitled, like, yeah, without a dub Korean series. Also, subtitles are becoming more and more of a moot point, because uh, no one can properly mix a fucking movie to save their lives. Oh, yeah. Because so many things are being made for home viewing um, that they just assume everybody's, like, watching them on laptops, um, and they're all mixed for laptops. Which, for some reason, means everything... All the dialogue is incredibly quiet and all the actions are incredibly loud. Yeah. So, you're, if you're watching most things, you're bumping the volume up and then down. And then up and then down. Like, and it's incredibly frustrating. I don't know why no one can bother to mix a movie to appropriate volume levels. But, yeah. And I, yeah. I read a thing about how, like, TV sound system defaults have affected, like, whatever, whatever, because... People don't know how to adjust their uh, sound settings on their TV, so people are mixing things for... It's it's that. It's it's going for the lowest common denominator kind of thing. It's okay. like, oh, 
I'm mixing it because a lot of people who are going to watch this won't have adjusted their TV sound settings. So it has to work a certain way. But like I have, I've adjusted my TV sound settings, which means that people are talking. And it's just incredibly quiet. And I have to bump it all the way up so I can hear it. And then somebody drops a spoon and it sounds like the world is ending. Or they do a sex and then it's yeah. like, okay, now I have to explain to everyone that I live live, like, uh, live with or in like porn. a small yeah. like never, vicinity. I'm like, yes, I'm just this like, is you not all porn. know I'm a it's freak. just a movie. You'll know when it's porn. <laughs> what? <laughs> um that's just crazy to me because I remember how fucking pleased with himself my dad was when he, we first got a surround sound system. Yes. And he was putting all the little boxes around the living room and yeah. running the cable and got it all hooked up and got it working and we had surround sound. Do you remember and the day that I got I did my DIY surround sound yeah, I do, at my actually. mom's house? Yep. Yeah, I do. I had I had just yeah. some like trash picked speakers mm-hmm. and I wired them into my actual I had my TV hooked up to an actual, like, stereo, yeah. and that had a stereo receiver, yeah. and st- you know. You had a tuner, I think. Yes, the whole yeah. thing. But it had multiple audio outputs more than I was using. I was just using two speakers, and that was great. And then I was like, oh, I have these trash-picked, like, garbage speakers, but they, they make sound. So then I spent, like, a whole evening watching a variety of things and tweaking the, like, bass and treble and volume on these other shitty speakers, and it eventually it took a whole day but like by the end of it it was a really good solid surround sound bubble and we watched uh i think like passenger 57 something with wesley snipes hmm. no what's the skydiving one it was that one. Oh shit blade um in the sky blade yeah Skyblade. i'm gonna get you suckers with a parachute <laughs> somehow me having this incredibly sharp katana doesn't affect my ability to parachute Drop Zone? Drop Zone. That was it. We watched Drop yeah. Zone, and it sounded amazing. And I remember, like, it was just rant. Like, we had uh, Bill, previous guest, and future guest Bill. But he came over with some, like, another friend or two. And, like, yeah, I just want to watch a movie. And we put on Drop Zone, and the surround sound, like, kicked on. And Bill was like, what the fuck? And he was like, this sounds great. And I was like, is it good? Like, because I spent all day, like, sitting in all the chairs in the room and making sure the balance was right. And he's like, this sounds amazing. <laughs> So yes, this is the future you're robbing yourselves of by not, you know... Just be a weird technological raccoon like me. Just trash pick things and then wire them together and make them work. Yeah. It's fine. Again, because the sound mixing on so many things is terrible, so many people just have subtitles on all the time. Plus, Tumblr also made, like, screenshotting things with subtitles more of a thing. Oh, yeah. Because you're sharing, like, moments from... Instead of sharing clips, you were sharing still images that yeah, were, like, whole moments. Yeah. yeah. And the subtitles help because it's like, oh, it's not just a, a visual reaction thing. It's, like, the dialogue or it's this thing as well and, you know, the emotional impact and whatever. And sometimes just funny subtitles. So, yeah, subtitles are... It's less of a, a barrier than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I, uh, I went and saw... Um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon just because I had heard about it. I was like, oh, it sounds mm-hmm. great. Yeah. And showed up and was like, oh... This has subtitles. Rad. I've never seen a subtitled film in theaters. Yeah, but that's one of those fun ones where the, like, plot doesn't even really entirely matter. It's entirely, like, on visuals and vibes. Sure. It's, but I mean, like... For me, at least. Like, I, you know, I don't even entirely remember... The plot. The, yeah, the whole like story right, because of it. You weren't reading but the just, subtitles. Because you were busy with the visuals. I've probably, and the I've probably seen like, I mean, that like twice. I... But that's the thing is, it's got so many very arresting yes. sequences. 
No, 100%. I like, mean, have you seen actors in that movie? They're really hot. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, yeah. Plus, I'm they not, can fly, guys. I don't got time to read when I'm looking <laughs> at babes. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, I was genuinely excited because, like, you know, every other thing I'd ever seen in theaters was an American language film. Everything I ever saw with subtitles was like, oh, it's on a weird movie channel late at night. So I was genuinely excited to be like, I'm in a theater watching a movie with subtitles. I was like 14 or whatever. I'm, like, mm-hmm. I'm cultured now. Yeah. Get me my cummerbund, mom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you want to bring back a thing that we used to do? Hell yeah. Bottle, would you like to try to explain the plot of the movie in seven sentences? Seven sentences? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> you, could okay. say, you could say no. I mean, challenge accepted, right. but I can't promise it's going to be any good. I'm also good at run-on sentences, by the way. So. Okay. Yeah, that's Is kind that of cheating? the way. No, that's kind okay. of the way you do this game. Okay, so Himbo Dad, I'm holding up one finger. Himbo Dad tries his best. He's not the brightest, but... He wants to the best for his daughter and is trying to scrimp and save money to give her a good life, but especially a new cell phone. Two. Weird shit happened because America decided to be normal like it usually does and fuck up some other countries. So chemicals got dumped in Han River and it made monster happen. Okay. Two. Three. Three. Monster fucks up lots of shit. Including, but not limited to, eating many people, killing many people, and stealing father's daughter, Rutro. <laughs> Four, dad has to go through super hell to get daughter back, enlisting help of brother, sister, and father, and friendly people along the way. Notably one very helpful homeless man. Sentence five. Limited 2006 technology, including (laughs) searching cell phone towers, helps family locate daughter, so they have an orchestrated effort to get daughter back. Six. They finally have a big-ass showdown with the monster to get daughter back. And they do. However, spoiler alert, she (laughs) is not totally alive. And that is very sad. (laughs) But he found a bonus child. (laughs) Seven. Father, Himbo Father, takes bonus child and adopts bonus child, and they ignore the news to just have a lovely dinner together. That's good. That's, yeah. Seven sentences. Yeah. Go. All right. This is probably my third time watching the host, I think. And, like, I just forgot how good some of these shots are. You know, notably, like, there's the part in the beginning where the monster is, like, raging along the riverbank and stuff. So the dad is, uh, Gangdu, right? Yeah, Gangdu, um, yeah, he's played by Song Kang-ho, who is freaking legend. Yeah. Um, (laughs) He's great. And his daughter is, uh, Hong Seo. And so, yeah, there's a part where he's, like, pulling her to get away and he, like, slips and drops her hand and then grabs it. But then when he looks behind him, it's a different girl. And it is just really intense. <laughs> it is. And it's not a trick. Like, it's no. not like, it's not like oh, it's so fast. You don't even notice. The whole no. thing's in slow motion. Yes. But it's shot really close yeah. on him. And, you know, there's so much chaos. Here's the thing. Here's a very important thing about this movie. Daylight horror. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's a thing most people don't attempt to do because... It's hard. It's hard to do, yeah. Yeah. Seeing a monster or anything, even just CG, not even a monster, in broad daylight is very hard to do. Now, the effects in this... Yeah, I want to put that on Front Street. The, the CG looks a little janky because it's been like 20 years. Right, but it looks pretty good. But, yeah, well, and they spent a lot of time really carefully designing it. So right, but also, like... It is yeah, a very the, interesting creature. It's not yeah. half-assed. I mean, no. design-wise... monster looks yes. really good. Yeah. Design-wise, um, it's a great monster, uh, but also, like, effects-wise, they didn't half-ass it. They didn't just stick stuff up there. They, it, yeah. it, it looks different yeah. from scene to scene to scene as far as, like, lighting and the way it's interact. Because, yeah. like, some... The scenes in the sewers are obviously darker. Then there's yeah. the broad daylight stuff. There's the smoky stuff at the end. And, like, all those effects are rendered in different ways. Yeah, honestly, some of the smoke sequences are really actually very good. Yeah, I think they, I think that's where they spent the majority of the money. They, I, I think they tried to have a couple of things, you know, really, like, where you're, you know, big poster image shots. Um, yeah. The monster dragging Hyunseo into the water with its tail, like, yeah. diving in with her, you know. Like, that looks great. Yeah. Um, there's, like, one shot of it. I think it might have just come up out of the river or something. And it's cl clearly, like, not as well rendered. It's a little too smooth and doesn't have the same light value as the rest of the footage. But, like, it's yeah. a very short shot in the movie. Yeah. So you just see it for a second. But, like, it's it happens to be one of the images that, like, you can find online. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you can look at it and be like, oh, what a cheesy monster. But it doesn't really read like that. No, it's well, shot very well and uh, with a lot of discretion for the monster. Well, and they they paid a lot of attention to things moving around it, where mm -hmm. like they did a lot of like work with water displacement and stuff, oh, which yeah. is actually very good. Yeah, the water um, effects are very good. Yeah, and I think Bong Joon Ho knew exactly what all the shots were going to be. Oh, absolutely. Like, it, it, oh, you absolutely. never get the impression that he was just filming like a field, and it was like I'll figure out. Yeah, he no. was filming a field and knew exactly where well, it was going to be, how it was going to be moving, what it was going to do. They spent like, a lot of time in development about what that monster was going to look like and what it was going to be able to do. I, yeah. I heard a thing, okay. actually, on our, our sister podcast on this network, on the Movie John Podcast Network, uh, Killer Bees, hosted okay. by Garrett and Tori. They did an oh. episode on, uh, on Song Kang-ho. Great. And uh, they mentioned this. <laughs> they said that uh, Bong Joon-ho knew he was going to you know have him as the lead mm -hmm. and wanted a monster that that his appearance worked in concert with songs like songs that's, appearance that's funny that's me and i was like he's that's so handsome i was like that's so weird he is handsome but he's weird handsome he's yeah. very good looking but he also well, is like not afraid to not be handsome like he's very comfortable looking like oh. a big doofus oh yeah well, because he's constantly, like, yeah. falling asleep in the film, too. Oh, in this? And yeah. so, like, yeah, it's not necessarily the most attractive, chiseled way to That's have your face. Um, and, no, and, has, and they have him with, like, straggly, yeah, the, bleach yeah. blonde hair, yeah, like me most of the time. Yeah, yeah. same when I let my, <laughs> my hair go, but... I think that's why, I, like I said, I I would I would consider Gong Du his character a himbo, yeah, because I think he's hot. And yeah, as soon as you said that, nice. I was like, yeah, that tracks. He's hot and nice. Yes, he yeah. he's very hot, and very nice. He's a little bit of a doofus, but yeah. like he means well. Yeah, and he and he works, you know, works hard, does well. Takes him a minute. Yeah, but he gets there, but, and I, and like they even establish it's because he got like hit in the head, or was, he didn't have enough protein. He didn't have child. enough protein. He had to he had to live hand to mouth stealing from organic farms. And he didn't have enough protein because his dad was out carousing all the time. Another moral in life lesson: 
It's so Make goofy. sure you have enough protein so your brain work good. So, I have a question about that. And in general, like, not even just this movie, but like, Bong Joon-ho, I guess, on the whole. Like, I don't know enough about broad strokes Korean culture. Like, when Bong Joon-ho, which he does this, when Bong Joon-ho interjects, like, weird bits of comedy into something that is not ostensibly a comedy, mm-hmm. is that just a Bong Joon-ho thing? Or is that, like, oh, it's, that's more the way entertainment is in Korea? Like, are there more of those sorts of, like, broader... Like, it's not as narrow, like, oh, this is a horror film, so it has this sort of thing, or, like... Because there's some really broad comedy mm. in this. Bottle's gonna be the best. As yeah, yeah, that's... someone who watch watches a lot of K-dramas, yeah. and because I do, I will say, I do gravitate towards stuff that do does have those, like, little humorous moments... Like, a really good example is, like, the the drama Vincenzo, which once, like, we mentioned Squid Game, and that boom happened, I was telling everyone, you need to watch Vincenzo. Because, like, you know, you say K-drama, people think it's, like, oh, like, a love, you know, like, romance stuff, but it's it's an all-encompassing term for, like, just Korean shows. Vincenzo's the the gold... uh... Yeah, yes. one? It's, that yeah. was great. It's, it's the mafia story. Yeah, I but watched like three yeah, we episodes. Need to, we of need that. to actually y- y'all watch need that. to watch yeah. it. Yeah. I watched like three episodes of it, and everyone I was like, "This is great." But yeah, it's like a little bit legal drama, like a crime drama. But there's these really great humor beats in the story that kind of break up a lot of the really intense stuff that happens because K dramas, because like they're very dramatic. Spoiler: yeah. they're called K dramas. Yeah. Like, so you need sometimes you need some of that balm. To, like, make make it not such an intense watch. And so, right. like, I would say it's, like, a little column A, little column B. Because I do feel like Bong Joon-ho does have his own sort of specific kind of humor beats. And it, it is, like, like with anything, it's going to be up to that individual sure. creator and director. Because there's, there's humor that, uh, like, fits more naturally into whatever your narrative is, right? There's, you know, like, one-liners, funny dialogue, you know, some physical things or whatever. But, like, Bong Joon-ho, especially, like... I've only seen like four or five Bong Joon Ho films, yeah, but like I've I've definitely seen Snowpiercer, Parasite, mm-hmm. and this. Uh, mm. Did you watch Okja with me? Oh, I did also watch yeah, Okja. I've seen Okja. Okja. Yeah, and I also saw Memories of Murder, but that was like so long ago that yeah, I didn't even I realize did, it. Was I did seen. not. I have also seen Memories of Murder. But like, yeah, there's moments in I th- probably I think most of those movies that are like out and out comedic, and so it kind of feels more like a commedia dell'arte like thing yeah. of like we have these characters which are serious and these characters which are more comedic or these you know well and from the ones that i've watched it's generally yeah comedy either coming from the situation is very tense and is therefore funny or it's that characters themselves are inherently kind of silly which i think is sort of more what's happening here is that the family is kind of a mess with each other it's the thing that i have with like my brother like get us together and we're teenagers again like he's kicking my seat in the car and stuff you know we're calling each other butthole and all that and like i'm 30 but <laughs> in that moment i am not right yeah and so yeah you see a lot of that with the uh, with these guys with with how they interact with each other like they're still in that like stunted place with each other because they're siblings yeah because i feel like with bong joon ho's um humor specifically it's like because a lot of his movies have a very satirical tinge to them. So yeah. I think it's like a little bit like the humor comes from a little bit of a satirical angle, but then also that very relatable and very human angle. And that's what yeah. makes, you know, even the character development in his movies like so great is like even in Parasite. It's like 
you know, I relate to, like, when I had a shitty phone, like, trying to, like, go into whatever crevice I could just to, like, get the best little bit of Wi-Fi that I could steal, like, when I had, like, on my laptop when I couldn't afford internet, you know? It's like those things. Yeah, really gotta get the coffee shop across the street, but the only place I can do it is in my bathroom. Right. Uh, Yeah, I just, because, like, I ask because this movie is, like, really funny at times, but also, like, not a comedy. There are mo- there are scenes yeah, moments I mean, that are like, like hilarious. Like it's like a parody of some you know like them at the uh, like the relief shelter or whatever. It's in a gymnasium yeah, well, or something. Yeah, the makeshift memorial. Yeah, yeah, like that scene is so fucking funny, but also like tragic. Because like, and I appreciate that because it could like because like one of some of like the reasons why I don't watch a lot of like horror movies or scary movies is that they can like always be like really super bleak yes so that's why i like you know things like this where it's like it kind of you know it gets my vibes back in like a good place and like yeah like they're grieving like you know they think that um hyunseo is dead and they're just you know they're heartbroken and yeah the dynamic of the family is that um the we'll say the grandfather um which is haibang uh played by byun Bong. Uh, he owns a little like snack shack. Yeah, a by snack the shop. river. Yes, yeah. candy and uh, ramen bowls and all kinds of you know the, and whatever grilled squid. Grilled yeah. squid, yes. Um, and if you're gonna go picnic there, you can get food and beer, beer, you know, yeah. stuff d- dropped off at your blanket. Gangdu works there. He's like the counter boy, and uh, Hyunseo is his daughter. She's in school. Yeah, and you know, he, yeah, again, she's like he, what like. 13. 13, yeah. yeah. And he's a slacker, and he's, you know, falling asleep, and he's kind of goofball and whatever. But he does have secreted behind a, a stuffed animal's head on the wall. Yeah, it's like a stuffed boar. It's yeah, a boar, it's a yeah. boar. It's his he's, hiding spot Yeah, he's for got, his, like, an old ramen stash. bowl full of coins that he's like, I'm, I'm saving up to get you a better phone, which yeah. is adorable. Yeah. Um, and then, so he has a brother and a sister, and his brother is, like, kind of a businessman, but also a drunk. Well, so yeah. it's that his brother was a, you know, student and an, I guess an ex-salary man, or maybe he's still... Yeah, he was like reason. a top, he was like, yeah. a t- he was like in top of his class, yeah. kind of, it's like that sort of um, very Asian archetype of yeah. like, I went to a good school and I graduated top of my class yeah. kind of thing, and that's, then he just kind of lost his way. Yeah, that's but Namil, he, which Namil. is played yeah. by Namil. Park Hai-il. And he also has an activist background. Mm-hmm. Yes, thing. yeah, that's right. Yeah, because that comes that yeah. does come into, into play. play. In the story and then they now. have a sister, which is Namju, who's played by uh, Bay Duna. Bay Duna rules. And yeah, she's, she's in, great in this. She's in Sense Eight, which I oh, didn't that's realize. right. Yeah, yeah. She like that's probably where like if you've seen her and you don't watch like Korean stuff, that's probably where you've seen her. Well, yeah, we watched uh, like, Gang the first and, season of that. Yeah, Gangdu yeah. and Hyunseo are both in Snowpiercer. Yeah. 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 Yep. I think I read something that um, Bong Joon Ho knew that he was going to be doing a lot of stuff with like. CG and this creature and stuff. So he specifically picked actors that he had worked with previously, so that he knew what he was getting out of their performances and could focus more on the elements I think that were. Was after this, but... Yeah. Oh, okay. It was after, but it was I 2013. Mean, I think he's really good about using a lot of like, he, like once he finds actors he likes, he really yeah, because he yeah. Keeps yeah. Them I mean, there's nice quite a few directors like, that do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you if know? you find somebody that like gets your whole thing and yeah. does a good job at it you're like oh i want to work with you again like yeah it's too great taste to taste great together yeah. uh-huh. you know? 
Um, so that's their dynamic. The the sister is uh, an Olympic archer. Yeah. Um, which is like this is like a hair away from being like a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> It yeah. really is it's like dad yeah. that owns a store, yeah. Yeah. goofy ass yeah. son, yeah. You tw- daughter that's you know you daughter that's in school that is later yeah. in peril, uh, you know drunk uncle yeah. and overachieving but not exactly succeeding, yeah. Uh, you know aunt like yeah, you took the costumes and the color palette just a oh bit yeah and yeah this is not I a visually really yeah. called out as like a basic <laughs> bitch who loves wes anderson but like i understand oh yeah i understand it i am very self-aware about it i don't get the kickback against wes anderson it's I like mean, you don't like filmmakers that have a style yeah it, it's like you don't, I don't like his style he's like, like you yeah. know i don't think he's the be all end all of filmmaking but no. i really enjoy what he does no i would I'm hate if everybody to be edgier but well, like i would hate yeah. if everybody made movies that look like Wes. but now Wes i want to see like the west sander like i want to see like the spoof of the like west anderson host because like there did you ever see the, the west anderson uh, x-men oh no but i did the <laughs> snl did a short that was like if Wes Anderson like directed a horror movie mm. and it was like, it was really great. Yeah. Somebody did, uh, I think it was like a YouTube, you know, yeah. some, some group did like Wes Anderson directs the X-Men and it's like, it's perfect. It's all that stuff. It's exactly the same as the like SNL horror. Movie. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's cause it's very easy to parody because it's so specific. He just yeah. knows what he wants yeah. to do. Right. And like, again, I would hate it if that was the popular style. Like if everything, right. if all the Marvel movies looked like Wes Anderson, I'd be exhausted with it. Yeah. I would right. have but, gotten tired after like two. Right. But whenever he puts out a movie every four, six years, whatever it is, knowing that when I go to see this movie, it's going to have these elements and like looking to see how he's going to reinterpret these things he likes to do is is great like it's and and it's just visually appealing like it just looks great I mean, it feels great i mean they do in his character a namju she basically does have like a tenenbaum's ass track jacket yes you know yeah. I'm, I'm not kidding like this is like the tenenbaum's but they have to fight a weird mutant sewer and they're monster. korean yeah and they're korean like of course and not hh. uh, any money yeah yeah <laughs> they're, see, they're i all mean broke. That's, that's the other thing yes, that Bong Joon ho does is he's very much like you know, speaking for the common man, like, yeah, uh, or at least the ones that I've seen have all been about like economic inequality yes. or about environmental, uh, environmental concerns and yeah. the way in which, um, corporations affect yeah. the world on a macro and micro level, like right. for the people individually. And then for like, that's what that's basically what all of Okja is. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer, definitely. But and that's based on another not, work. Yeah, so like and then this is not corporations, but it's, you know, kind of the, the American, American government. government. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you yes. know, I did read there was a lot of pushback about, like, hey, this film seems very anti-American. Okay, and... but it's based on a real thing yeah, that happened. Right. So, like, I feel like it's fair at that point. Yeah. Like, it's it like fair. being like, oh... We're, we are Germany, and we don't like all the World War Two movies going on. It's like, okay, but, like, it happened. I mean, and but the they thing did, is, they, they the haven't thing. said shit about it because but, no, it happened. But here's the thing. They did actually do that, though. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, like, Germany did actually go, like, hey, everybody, enough is all the Nazi stuff. Let's let's just, hey, we know. We were there. It, we're kind of we're tired of it. Well, and, then, uh, never mind. I mean, no, but no. also, yeah. 
it happened, yes. and we're going to talk about yeah. it. Yeah, well, like, my favorite thing is, and I'm super paraphrasing, you'll have to go on the internet to see, like, Bong Joon-ho's response to that, but more or less, he was just basically like, sucks to suck, bro. Yeah. Like, which... Oh, you're paraphrasing? I always attributed that quote to Bong Joon-ho. Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, I have to that's scratch like off... his whole vibe, and yeah. that's kind of why I love it. I have to like... scratch off my Bong Joon-ho bumper yeah. sticker. Sucks, sucks to... to suck, bro, Bong Joon-ho. I mean, I'm sucks paraphrasing. To suck, like, and now this literally... Oscar and this Oscar are going to kiss. Ugh. You can find, like, the exact quote, like, on the actual, like, host Wikipedia page. Yes. But, like, it's basically just sucks to suck. My, like... my favorite thing is that um, <laughs> they erected a full-size statue of the creature on the riverbank. Oh, they did? Yes. Uh-huh. Ah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's like, like the Rocky statue, man. It is, but, like, Rocky was not, as far as we know, created by government interference and industrial waste. Well, I as mean, far this, as we know. This, as far as we know. I mean, this was also fiction as far as we know. I'm going to do a Rocky uh, prequel. You got a, a week so he's a garbage monster and a bunch of chemicals. I mean, you got the Skooka on the one side, you got the Delaware River on the other side, and neither of those are too clean. No. And Rocky could easily have been born out of any one of them. Like Blinky, the three-eyed fish on The Simpsons. Or uh, Toxie. Boy, Stallone really should have played Toxie. <laughs> right? That's Ooh. a missed opportunity. Ooh. Uh, I mean, just never. think about it. I'd pay money to see that. Yeah. I would go and give a theater my, like, 12 to $16, depending on what time of day I go. So this was something I realized watching, like, the, the special features thing. Um, when Namju's, like, asleep in one of the struts of the bridge, mm-hmm. I thought that that was maybe on a soundstage. I don't think it was. I think she no. was on a yeah, bridge. I think she climbed into it. <laughs> Which is crazy. Yeah. I don't know if you could pay me to just do that that's some wild stuff i mean we did do the overall uh the movie starts with a great great scene um it starts in a morgue right yeah yeah and i forgot uh the american like morgue attendant military doctor i think is what's happening with that yeah yes it's herschel from the walking dead yeah that sounds right yeah and i was like oh i know you um yeah and he's like these bottles are dusty dump those chemicals and so, like, that's probably not the reason that the chemicals got dumped into, you know, into the river in real life. But I like that as the... I mean, it might as well be. Because, right, exactly. Like, that's the point. Is like, like, isn't this yeah, fucking... Just, yeah, the shouldn't point... be dumped like yeah, that. Yeah, the point is showcasing how callous that is. Right. And yeah. so that's And the attendant, you know, his yeah. assistant is like, these are really toxic chemicals. Yeah, and he's like, hide. yeah, and he's like, listen, they're dirty. Yeah. Dump them. <laughs> like, but that shot's gorgeous. Like, that scene is gorgeous. This movie, it's not... Like, uh, Parasite, if you've watched Parasite, uh, which you might have because it's an Oscar-winning film, and this is not, so you're more likely to have seen that than this, probably. That's a gorgeous movie. Yeah. All the... Everything in that, the, the, the light, the quality, the color, like, it's all great. This movie overall looks a little, like, dingy. It's gray. It's overcast for the most part. That's not an accident or a lack of, like, funds. I think that is a choice. Oh, yeah. um, well, especially because... with the amount of like, um, like fumigation, yes. and then also the possible dropping of like a chemical agent. Yes. I think it's supposed to really have yeah, that. Yeah, like, no, I, I like I said, smogginess. So they're to in a it. sewer for a lot of it too. Sure. Right, and uh, that's the thing is like this movie has amazing lighting design because like that morgue is very dark, but like it's incredibly well lit. It has a very fluorescent look to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Like, which is kind of what you want, where it's like, yeah. But it's not that high contrast, like, fight club, uh, like, washed out sodium It's not trying to go neon. No. It's definitely. really nice, cool colors. Yeah. With, like, really, like, nice hints of warmth. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, throughout this movie, like, there's, it's a lot of low light or... I guess like non-optimal lighting conditions like again yeah. overcast even outside yeah. for the most part mm-hmm. the, yeah because it's like rainy for a lot of it a lot too. of it yeah the yeah. initial monster attack scene is in like pretty broad daylight but everything else is kind of overcast yeah and it all looks so like good and uh, like correctly saturated like it feels realistic it makes it feel more like a documentary than a movie mm-hmm. because it's not glamorous but it you know like it, it, but it's just so technically well done yeah and i was watching i was going this looks great but like it's not good looking like you know what i mean and like and also like the other scenes it's like they're in these like these basic like quarantine refugee camps right all like fluorescent Fluorescent lighting or like the gymnasium which is like these big harsh overheads Yeah. yeah it's like um you know we've talked about like seven and how that you know david fincher and that was like then what a lot of movies were biting off of and how that's another like intentionally dingy film yes and and that's a heightened level of right yeah dinginess and saturation right like this this has i would say more realistic filth yeah (laughs) yeah because i mean all the places they're in are dingy as hell like i would feel like oh you're always under bridges and shit or Mm. like in a weird like makeshift clinic like and it was like it looked really nice. I'm like, no, that's fake. Like, this is what... Right. Like, it looked exactly like how I would feel if I were in, like, a makeshift, like, clinic being quarantined because right. yeah. I, I looked at a monster. Right. Yeah, there's actually two hospital setups, and the one is probably a real hospital that is overcrowded with people who've stuffed it with, and the other one is an experimental one that is just in one of those, like, corrugated uh, shipping containers. Yeah, it's like yeah. a trailer. Yeah, almost. where they're doing, like, fucking back alley lobotomies. <laughs> yeah. <Shit>. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, the Yeah, the assistant dumps all these chemicals. Oh, yeah. And, and then we cut to the... We pan out to all the bottles. Well, yeah, all the bottles that he's dumping. It's not yeah. just, like, yeah. two bottles all dusty. Yeah. dusty from all that. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. shelves we, worth. Yeah, we like, scoot around. Like, they got around. a Costco box <laughs> yeah. of, like, formaldehyde, yeah. and they're just, like, well, shit, it's all got dust on it, even right. though the bottles are perfectly sealed right. and free of contaminants, but, like, now there's dust on it. No, and, yeah, and, and because like, he's pouring it out, he runs a finger, and it is dusty, but, like... Right, but Come it's just on. like it's a dusty bottle of a chemical. The chemical didn't expire because right. there's dust on it, right. and it's in just fact, to show I think the formaldehyde is supposed yeah. to prevent expiration. Right. right, it's just the frivolity. It's to show the yeah. frivolity of mm-hmm. this choice, and like, how can you be so careless with you know these very dangerous carcinogenic chemicals? Right, is there is there even a good enough reason, a good enough situation, or a reason that would justify dumping chemicals into a, a river? And it's like, no, they might as well all be. Oh, it's dusty. I think yeah. it's a great, like, yeah. it's a great bit of, of satire. Um, yeah, we see some fishermen from kind of far away. Yeah, the one scoops up something we don't see in his, like, cup. And he's just like, look at this. What the hell is this? The other guy's like, I don't know. Looks weird. And then he drops the cup and uh, it's, it swims away. And he goes, oh, it got away. And he's like, how many tails did it have? Yeah. And it's just like you, you get the idea that, like, ooh. I like the idea in my head, my head canon is that this is uh, related to the creature from the faculty because they have kind of a similar vibe. Okay. Ooh. I've never thought about that. You know, it's that kind of uh-huh. like. 
I was just thinking about if uh, the baby fucking whale guys got a hold of this thing. <laughs> you love these two I... Boston goofballs. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what Allison's talking about, there's a YouTube video. I guess if you just Google baby whale Boston, I think it'll come You'll up. You'll probably get you there, it's yeah. two Boston jabronis in a boat. The who one have never guy's seen name is Jay. Jay, <laughs> who have never seen a sunfish. Which is fair, like a lot of people have, and that's fair. Oh but my god, Sully's a pair of Sully's. Yeah, but you they are seen freaking this, out, and yeah, the one is like, "Oh my god, dude, we are witnessing a baby fucking whale, dude." <laughs> it's so funny. It goes on for so long. Oh, that thing looks hurt, Jay. Is yeah. it sick? Yeah. Oh my god, it's so funny because yeah, like some fish are weird looking. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, sunfish are one of those ones where it's only really... It's like a flounder. It's like half of it's a fish and the other half of it's like the backside. But yeah. not like a three-dimensional object backside, like a two-dimensional object backside. Yeah, it's a very flat fish. Yeah. yeah but it only weird. has like one eye on the top and yeah. one eye on the bottom. It's yeah. very weirdly designed. Yeah. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, Jay and Jay's friend. It doesn't look anything like any whale ever. No. They don't look anything like whales. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it's like if a whale was a pancake. Right. It's like if yeah. a whale was flattened. Yeah. Dude, Two, it's so 2D funny. whale. And Allison loves it. Oh, I love it so much. They're so Boston. Oh, my Those God. guys should have dubbed the dialogue for the fishermen. What's in the cup, Jay? I think it's a baby freaking whale, dude. Wicked. <laughs> Wicked. Piss it. Oh, boy. Oh, you dropped my freaking oh. dropped my freaking Dunkin' mug in the river. Oh, boy. How do you like them apples? <laughs> oh, my God. Those fucking Those terrible. commercials with what's-his-face. Oh, we get a guy who's who's gonna kill himself off oh, yeah. a bridge what even like i think it's just like slice of life yeah i think it's just like and he's gonna jump and there's there's guys running up the bridge being like mr whatever like don't jump you know whatever it's like mr yoon or something and yeah, yeah and he and he looks and he's just like what is that do you see that what is that down there and it's a genius shot mm-hmm. because like it's the river in the rain it's like evening and so, and it's overcast obviously because yeah. it's raining and like there's no effects in that shot. It's no. just a shot of rain hitting the river. But, like, you're kind of like, oh, I think I saw something. Right. It's just a genius yeah. shot. Yeah, it's, it's just like, shadows. Right, it's like, do you see anything? It's like, do you? But, yeah. Yeah. I think, like, you know, other film productions would have been, like, tempted to put some kind of shape. Like, yeah. And it's like, no, you don't need it. Because, like, there's so much going on on the water surface that you're like, I don't know, maybe I saw something. It's great. It's yeah. I love that shot. It goes to, like, the shack. Yeah. And, like, they eventually, like, like they turn on the news and they're talking about this guy's suicide. And they're like, oh, we don't want to watch this. Yeah, it's like, a bummer. Like, change the channel. Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, and that's where we're introduced to Gangdu and, and, and his daughter and his father. And they mention the aunt and they mention the brother in passing. Um, they watch the ants. Uh, once uh, Hyunseo shows up, they watch the ant uh, compete. Arch. Yeah. 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 They watch her arch. Yeah, watch her arch on the television. Her bow is cool yeah. as hell. It is a cool bow. Yeah, because it's, it's yeah, it's a very yeah. it's a it's a technological you know archer professional archery bow, but it's got this thing which like you know you only see in archery professional archery, but that like it's got that little fucking axis where you pull the trigger, it like just sort of swings free for a second. Yeah. You know, oh, you pull yeah. the string. You pull the string back, and then once, once you it fire, launches, yeah, it kind of lets the bow go limp, sort of, in the, a weird the, way. And yeah. they kind of set up, like, a whole thing with her, because, like, she, she, she's, like, very close to winning the competition. Yeah, great aim. And, like, she was getting full-ass bullseyes, but she was almost out of time, and she 
gets the bronze instead of the goal because they are like, oh, she just can never shoot fast enough. She can never let go in time. Right. It's such a, like, hilariously, like, on-the-nose metaphor. Again, this is, uh, uh, you know, Wes Anderson-y of, like, yeah. so she holds close. on too long. She can't let go. Like, it's like, boy, that sounds like something Wes Anderson would have. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and that's the thing is, like, she fires as the buzzer you know, goes and yeah. she like it doesn't yeah. matter if she hits and or it's not. A fault. Another yeah. really yeah. wonderful part that I love that just kind of sets up this like relationship with like Gangdu and um Yunseo's like they're watching and he just hands her a beer with yeah. like a straw in it and she's just like, I can't have this. He's like, Oh, you're in middle school now. It's fine. Yeah. Right. I'm just I like, started that's... drinking when I was twelve. Yeah, I was like, this is exactly like how I would parent and that's probably why I do not have children yeah and she's like oh it's bitter and he's like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's the point <laughs> he's like quiet you're, you know your aunt's gonna your aunt's well, up next they or whatever. call that back when she's in the sewer yeah. with uh the little orphan boy where yeah, the, she's like oh well, name me, 10 things you want to eat quickly yeah. let me explain okay. that the, the the monster is like catching people it's like swallowing one and grabbing another in its tail and it'll it'll grab pairs of people yeah and then it'll spit the one out and drop the other one in this like gully runoff station in the sewer somewhere Mm -hmm. and she's one of the people it catches um and most of them don't survive yeah she did and uh, later on this one other little boy does yeah um uh, anybody else yes and um so you know she's like well i'm gonna get i was trying to get out of here anyway i'm going to get us both out of here yeah um and she tries a couple of things her big plan that actually pretty much works is that she just starts tying together like pants and jackets yeah clothes of the people that get vomited into the trench yeah. and one of them was like a, a some kind of security or police officer so he had a nightstick a billy club yeah and so she throws that up and that gets caught on a grating catwalk grating and she can like use that as like the grappling hook anchor to pull herself yeah. up um, she also, I mean, again, very, uh, you know, like good in a bad situation, I guess. Cause she's also like trying to get her cell phone to work, trying to search the bodies of people for other cell phones so she can call somebody. Yeah. At one point yeah, somebody gets dropped off and she's like, oh, please let one of them have a working yeah, cell cause, phone. Yeah. Cause that's how Gangdu finds out that she's alive. Cause like initially yeah. they think she's dead. They just see her getting pulled off into the river but then when they're in the um, quarantine clinic, he gets a call, and it's her calling him, just be like, hey, I'm in a sewer, like, help, 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 can you hear me, Dad? Can you hear me, Dad? And so that's what kind of clued him in, that she is actually alive, and that's what sort of triggers him and the rest of the family's actions to, like, break out of this clinic. Yeah. In order to try to figure out where she is and rescue her. The whole family is kind of quarantined but it's also mostly because um gangdu had like a, a specific interaction with the monster him and like this other the american captain Marine. america dude yeah yeah who like you find out like i think he was actually military and he ends up dying because <laughs> the monster ate his arm yeah the yeah. uh the the, uh. the first time you see the monster because like there are people okay so gangdu gets uh you know his, his father's like here go you know yeah. grilled squid take it over to you know blanket four or whatever it is you know when he finally does everybody's down at the riverside staring under the bridge and they're like what is that what is that and when you finally see it it's the monster is hanging from its tail curled up in like a ball like and a so, little possum yeah, yeah. It, it, it looks like an nut okay. <laughs> it kind of does yeah i mean it looks yeah. like a text testicle testicle a uh, testicle no a text 
a testicle. Testicles are when you send a photo of just one ball to yeah. a friend. Yeah. Um, it looks like a testicle hanging from the bottom of the bridge. It's also, like, echoing what later is, like, the thing that they're using to release Agent Yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they both kind of look like... It's kind uh, of, like, upside-down comma sort of look to it. Yeah. Well, yeah. They yeah, kind or of... like, like a caterpillar, like... Cocoon. Yeah. Cocoon thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just hanging by his tail. And so, um, then it, like, unfurls and slips into the water, and... Everybody's like, oh, what was that? Blah, blah, blah. And um, we see Gangdu like, turns, and he's looking at the camera, and he's just, like, he has his face on, like, what? And when we see it, it's such a good shot. Because the monster's, like, running up the river's edge, like, towards the crowd of people, but you can't really clearly see it because there's so many people running away from it towards camera. Yeah. It's such a good shot. It's the same way that uh, it, uh, as Gareth Edwards, um, I think it was, did the 2000-and-whatever Godzilla Oh, okay. Like the, oh, yeah. the modern Godzilla, where, like, yeah. you don't really see Godzilla clearly for, like, such a long time in that. They keep finding ways to obscure him. Yeah. And, like, this is that in Micro, like, yeah. where it's just like, oh, it's the first, you know, you first see the monster, but you can't really see it. Right. But, I mean, Bong Joon-ho said in interviews that, like, yeah, he wanted to, like, have the monster, like... Fully visible early yes. to kind of subvert some of the expectations for the sort of, you know, yeah. film. I mean, I'm sure that's probably why yeah. so much daylight stuff. Like, yes. Again, like, not showing it or hiding it or whatever. Right. Yeah. One of my favorite parts about the reveal, though, is, like, initially when they see, like, the tremors in the water, like, Gangdu just throws a beer in the yeah. water. Yeah. He's just like, here, like, maybe it's hungry. And just, like, chucks yeah, the beer yeah. into the water. It's so good. But, um, yeah, apparently they modeled the monster off of exotic fish rather than, I mean, insects is usually a common thing for things to look alien, but, like, that. And then, like, you know, looking at it, like, the front feet are the largest, and then it's got two little back feet that are smaller that it kind of uses to grab with. Yeah. So it's almost got kind of like a stance like a chicken, I guess. It has the exact stance of... This is stupid. Did any of you ever play Golden Axe? No. Yes. <laughs> Do you know those weird bird things you ride? Holy shit, I remember those. As I was watching it, I was like, I have to get photos of these things. I I'm only know it. Chocobos. That's not it. Chocobos no. are great, though. Yeah, yeah, I wish they were real animals. Where is science? <laughs> yeah, I remember those things. Calling science. Make me Chocobo. Yeah. But yeah, you write it. So Gold, yeah. Golden Axe yeah. is like a sword and sorcery type of game. Uh, so that is game. a Sega. Yes. That is surprisingly accurate to what this looks like, except instead of a beak, it's got kind of like a layered face yeah, sort it of has, situation. It has kind right? of a flowery face. Like, yeah. If you, yeah. Yeah. Stranger Things yes. People, like, yes. It's that would be. Face. Yeah, it's got four yeah. like flaps on its yeah. face. Uh, yeah. And as it opens up like. And you see more of the interior of the mouth. It has very, like, lily-looking, like... It's a little vaginal. Yeah. It is a little vaginal. So definitely take that and in paint or whatever, make little tiny back feet no. and, and little layered face. Oh, come on. I will not do that. Okay. But I will just post that image and be like, okay. it kind of looks like this. This is, okay. look at this. Okay. Yeah, that was what... Uh, it's always reminded me of that. And in fact, like, every time I watch it, I go, oh, right, it doesn't have the beak face, like the bird face. Yeah. Because I always kind of remember it having, like, a like parrotfish, like, kind of beak thing. Yeah. Like, oh, no, no, no. It's like... Its primary, like, mandibles on its face are yeah. the side flaps, which are the largest. Yeah. And then it has, like, secondary ones 
which are yeah. the vertical ones. Like it's yeah, it's there may be something like that further back, but there's definitely flaps in front of it. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It's it's a really and they don't, you know, you see enough of it where you're like, oh cool, I have an idea of what this is like. But every yeah. time you see it, there's some weird part of its like anatomy where you're like, this looks weird. Like yeah, in a good way, in a monster way. Yeah, like that's what yeah, you yeah. want. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's like running the the riverside there is like you know uh like angled. Like a you know, a, oh, it's got an embankment. Yeah, yeah. and like so, you yeah. know, uh, there's a lot of shots of like Gangdu on the lower part, like right near the river, with the monster running like up the embankment and along the top, like in these great you know well composed shots. And um, uh, yeah, he ends up like goes to the shack, and this is the the thing with yeah the Captain America guy, yeah, um, who like. They're running through a parking lot, right? Is that? Yeah. Like... Yeah, it looked like some like kind of truck uh, depot or something because it's got a bunch of like the larger, you know, like like yeah. like commercial, like you know, eighteen wheeler, whatever. I figured if it was like a, you know, campground kind of thing, there could be like RVs and stuff there too. I, Maybe? I wasn't really looking. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably like a little mix of everything, like other trailers for recreation and stuff. Mm. But yeah, uh, the Captain America guy and uh, and Gang are like, oh. Like the Captain America guy picks up, is it a was it a rock at first or what's the first thing? It's like some, I thought. Well, they throw yeah, something. Throw something at it. There, oh yeah, it's like a paving sign. stone. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's like a big panel paving yeah. stone, and he like discus throws it, and it like hits yeah. the monster. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's and then like the two of them pick up like a road sign that's got a big concrete bottom. Yeah. And they're gonna hit it with. Yeah. And this is the one thing, the one thing in the movie that's weird is when they <laughs> yeah. first, yeah, they do that. They like swing it; it hits the tail. Yeah. And the tail like splats, and there's blood, and it's blue. Yeah. But then the rest of the movie, the blood's not blue. No. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much of the monster's blood we really see until a that times. final like stabbing. Um. But also, I mean, like you know, like horseshoe crabs famously have right, but they don't have two blood. different kinds of blood. That's no. my thing. No, the maybe it just not... looked really bright and blue in the daylight. Maybe. We don't see the blood in, like, broad daylight, really. No. Like... I just always thought that was weird that, like, it was so... And I was wondering if that was, like, a MPAA, like, thing where it's like, oh, this is too much blood. Like, this is the line, I so... I mean, could have been, or also, again, could have been them trying to do fishy things. Yeah. I was yeah. curious, because, like, later also, on... Also, having, having um, weird colored goops is an alien thing yeah you know monster thing yeah, yeah. definitely um yeah just uh, it's a thing that i always think that that blood looks very blue and then that never comes up again as like whenever they whenever yeah. you see the monster's blood which isn't that often but it's like two two more times yeah and that guy has his arm eaten is that what we're yeah and like they're like oh this marine bravely perfected citizens but he got his arm eaten now he has like hives and shit so he definitely has the virus yeah it's like they're trying to like you know, hype up that this monster has a virus in it that so basically anyone that came in contact with it is gonna get quarantined. Yeah, and uh, Gangdu is talking to one of the like scientists, and he's like, no, no it's no big deal. It, it's blood sprayed all over my face, but it's fine. <laughs> and then, like, you can just see everyone else in his family just look at him like you fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, well, to be it. fair, he is a fucking idiot. He is. He is. That's <laughs> why we love him, though. Um, but yeah, and then... actually, like, yeah, it was a guy that shows up in a yellow hazmat suit, and he's like, dude, that uh, scene is so funny. Yeah, he's like, he's like, just got a megaphone. He's like, yeah, anybody that's uh, come in contact with the monster, raise your hand. His and... body posture is great. <laughs> like, he's so 
trying to command respect, like hands right. on yeah. hips. Right. And everyone's not like, a single shit about him. <laughs> yeah, because everyone's like, well, why? And he's like, well, you can just watch the news. Here, I'll turn it on. And then he's like yeah. flipping through the channels trying to find the news. Yeah, yeah. and then he goes, uh, the news, it doesn't appear to be on right now. Which, Which is, is like, also great. Like, right, it's yeah. a double inversion of like every movie. You know, yeah. they're always, they're always, you're always turning on the news and they're talking about the monster attacking the city. So the idea that he would just lampshade it and be like, well, let's just put on the news. And the idea that he would turn it on and it would be on right. would be still be funny. But the yeah. fact that he, he's like, oh, well, let's put on the news. And then it's not there is great. Right. Well, and like, it's not like we don't use news programs in this at all. It's just we're not using it at this point. Right. Which you know? would be like when you would want the news. Right. and Right. The yeah. info dump. and Yeah. yeah. And it's just yeah. like, so... They all have to take this guy's. He's like, you just gotta take my word for it. Like, yeah, that's at the like disaster, like impromptu setup. Yeah, at the uh, memorial, memorial thing, and that's when um, both the uncle and the aunt show up. Yeah, and the uncle and uh, and Gangdu get in like a huge, like a like a sibling fight. Yeah, because it's not like a fight, fight like a movie fight. It's like the two of them are like basically laying on the floor, like kicking at each other. Yeah, because yeah, like so Nam Il, the uncle, he's very drunk. Like he basically pops up his bottle of soju on the memorial, and he, when he walks up, he yeah. like throws Gangdu out of the way so that he can go right up to the photo of Yonseo and like mourn. But he's like, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> it's so fucking. Funny. It's so good, and yeah, he's basically like, you grabbed the wrong girl, you idiot, and yeah, then that's is... when they start. That's what Allison was talking about. Yeah, yeah, he grabbed the wrong girl's hand. Well, another thing too is like in in um, Hanseo and uh, Gangdu like first talking to each other. You know, she's like, "Dad, this was really embarrassing that my uncle had to come to father like to to Parents, parents day. day, and like I tried to call you, but my phone is shit." Yeah, and and she's also he smelled like liquor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and he's like, "Your uncle's an idiot." So like, we've also <laughs> we've also kind of established that. You know that uh, Namil kind of takes like fatherly roles with her, right? But he's and... not great at it. It's but, not. Yeah. It's not well, that neither, he's. Neither of them are. No, that's the thing. Like, it's nobody but here. But he a more tradition... he's the best, right? Yeah. He thinks he's doing great. But yeah. a no- more traditional narrative would be like, you know, it would be like Mrs. Doubtfire, where like, oh, you know, dad's dad's not around. He's not doing great dad stuff. We have Pierce Brosnan, who's like perfect dad. Yeah. He's like, you know, it's not that. It's like. You know, I have my fucking jerk-ass brother, my jerk-ass drunk brother showing up thinking he's out-fathering me, and he actually kind of is, but he still sucks. Like, yeah. that's it's a, it's a really interesting dynamic for a monster movie. Yeah, I don't even think I have anything to compare that to. No, it's it's really weird and specific. It's goofus and goofus. Like. It is, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, like, the one goofus thinks he's gallant, yeah. and the other one is like, I don't even know what those things are. <laughs> you know he's just like you're a jerk for trying to be a better dad than me even though you're almost kind of a better dad than me but not by much no just because you can go to the you know parents day but i have to work because well, i'm saving but money he, yeah he would be the better dad if you could get that fucking phone right but also like a bank account <laughs> turn those Cons- turn those coins into bills consider put it a in a wallet account. don't yeah. just keep them all in a ramen bucket hey there's quarters in there <laughs> he he said that. She's like, they're mostly dimes. And he's like, there's quarters in there. <laughs> Which is, yeah, pitch, like, that thing really translates. It's so good. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, she comes off as, like, a very, like, perfect 
like depiction of a teenager. Like yeah. she's kind of mean, but not cartoonishly like cruel or anything. No. She's just kind of just like a little self-serving, but in the way yeah. that kids are. Right. You know? Exactly. Like kids are unthinking. Yeah. And she's someone, children. you know, she's kind of had to like look out for herself right. in a bit because like her mom right. vanished basically yeah. after she was born and you know and, she has this... and then her dad is this like right. labrador of a of a human being like <laughs> yeah. yeah like she has this weird ass family so she's just kind of like it seems like the only stable person in that whole family is her grandfather right but also you learn about people with their relationships to other people and you can see how much this family fucking adores her yeah like she is the center of everybody's world yes when she is you know possibly dead everybody just stops yeah. And like Yeah, when Namju shows up, like she walks in and she's like yeah. already crying. Yeah. And like she's just holding her bronze medal. Yeah, and, it's and like gives it go, to her. Yeah, yeah. And he's gonna put it on the on the memorial. It's yeah. great. It's yeah. so good. And that scene ends with I said this is it doesn't sound like a funny scene. <laughs> it's very funny. But it ends with them all laying on the ground like convulsing in like grief yeah, and, just doing <laughs> and like, like the, oh! they're wailing and like the brothers are kicking at each other and like it's so funny and like all these other people who are trying to mourn have to go and break them up or and, just like, like step oh, around fuck. them awkwardly it's so yeah. funny and like it's it's again it's, it's it's tragic, just, but it's so funny and it's messy and like because like yes. grief yeah. is messy yeah. and it's like you know, because, like, I feel like we've all had, like, an extreme loss. And, like, yeah, you can be just a total train wreck about it. And, like, you know, when you're in that, it's not funny. But, like, in a fic- like a fictitious, like, depiction of it, it's, like, really kind of cathartic to, like, laugh about. It's like, yeah, these yeah. people yeah. And, like, are theoretically, a disaster. Theoretically, everyone there is also mourning. You know, like, there's a yeah. wall of people who are, are either actively dead or missing now. Yeah. And... I mean, that's they, chilling. Has to it's stop. like dozens yes. of people. Yeah, it's any of the like national tragedy memorials. Like, yeah, which is like, I mean, you know, the world's been around for quite a while, so we've had sure. a couple. But like, just the idea that they have to stop their mourning to be like, all right, everybody, y'all, y'all need to calm down. Yeah, it's 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 dark, but it's funny. I and mean, it works. It's made me laugh every time I watch. I saw this in theaters. I don't know if I mentioned that. Yeah, that was this was just a. I would see anything that played at like the Ritz, yeah, uh, downtown because like everything I'd seen there, I had like loved. Yeah, like I'd never seen a movie I didn't enjoy there, and so anything that was playing there, I'd be like, oh yeah. And then I was like, oh, the Ritz, like the Hoity Toity Smart Guy Theater, has a monster movie. Must be the best monster movie ever. I went and saw it, and I was like, this not is wrong. Not... Yeah. yeah, but I was like, this is not what I was expecting because it's oh, more yeah. environmental. Yeah. Than I was anticipating. Like it's it very looks... in the in the like Toho yes. you know, vein. And it's also yeah. a family film. Right. Yeah. And it also has this like yeah, through line of this like not only just like you know, family emotive like arc, but like it's such a unique family dynamic. And the characters are so specific and yeah. weird that like even with like relatively little or broad strokes characterizations, like you get a really good idea of because they the way we see the way they all interact. Yeah. It's so yeah, because well there's done. not like a lot of backstory or like anything like that. So like you you just no, yeah. you do get a lot out of these characters just on like the little things that they do. Like even like with Nam Il, like there's like a side quest with him where he's trying to connect with some guy from college that he knows. Oh yeah, because he's trying to trace the uh, call. Yeah, from, so uh, he the, yeah. yeah yeah. He, so he knows this guy in telecommunications and. 
So, like, you see him interacting with this guy he knows from college to try to do that and just all of the little nuances with the way he's interacting with this guy. Well, also, it's foreshadowing the betrayal. Yes. Oh, yeah. that. The sudden but inevitable yeah. betrayal. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. But... Yeah, just like yeah, oh, that's a great scene. Because yeah, it's like he has yeah. these friends that all have moved on to like real ass jobs, and he's just mm-hmm. kind of like floating along. Like I have a degree and nothing else, you know. Right? He's like, look, I, I did, you know, I did great in school. Like in my family, I've done the best in school. But like he's not doing it. Like you know, yeah, that didn't get him anywhere. Well, and even among school, I think he did pretty well yeah. and, and people are like so you're not doing yeah like where, where you been yeah yeah like, yeah. yeah cause yeah. like he kind of catches up with them so it was like a really great you know like you didn't have to go through like this elaborate backstory it was just like these small interactions with minor characters to get a really greater sense of like who these characters are that and the one monologue from the grandfather the father of the three siblings is like pretty much all the backstory you get and that, that monologue is the thing that we talked about where we find out that Gangdu was like basically raising himself yeah. and would like steal food from organic gardens and that's why he lacked yeah. protein and that's why he's an idiot. <laughs> Which is such a good such a good and funny like yeah. and you know He's like you shouldn't be yeah. so hard on him. Yeah, and the yeah, dad so is that's... like he's like that's how, you know, I can tell when he farts if he's in an A plus mood or a B minus mood. <laughs> yeah. Like I know him so well. We spent so much time in this little shack. Like, yeah, so that's um Sari, which is not really a Western concept at all, but it is that um, younger people can steal food and it's fine. Like that that oh, yeah. is that is something to be expected for if you are young and right. uh you know it's... and 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 uh I don't know there's not a... very, yeah like yeah, don't like don't have money it's like yeah, exactly. kid kind right. of thing of like oh but we don't really have a term for it or right. anything like that it's like. It yeah. takes a village, yeah, yeah, and, but not really. It's very specific to Korean culture, yeah, sure, in a lot of ways, but... yeah. But that, yeah, it's it's socially okay for these kids to eat because they are kids and they need to eat, right? Because like kids, that is... kids need to eat, right? Yeah, like a very common greeting, and not just in Korean culture, but like a lot of Asian cultures is like, "Did you eat yet?" Mm-hmm. And like, it's Philly very... does it. It's jeet jeet yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think that's. You know, Philly's very Asian in ways that we <laughs> yeah. didn't expect. But yeah, like it's a very yeah, it's a very common Korean. That's training. actually very true. Now that you said that, <laughs> we're very concerned with like you ate right, you're good, and yeah, then also yeah. like, like, don't fuck around. <laughs> why are you fucking with me right now? Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of crossover between why are you fucking with me right now, and like Asian family dynamics. Well, I'm like, are you fucking with me right now? Why are you fucking with me right have now? Have we talked about the East Coast, West Coast disconnect about being nice versus being kind? Yeah. We might have. I mean, not, can you, I don't uh, know if it was on this podcast, but I have definitely Oh, yeah, we definitely this. have, but we might have on the podcast, but yeah. why don't you, uh... Uh, like, a lot of people in, like, Philly and New York and stuff like that aren't really nice. Like, they're gonna tell you you're an asshole, but they're also gonna tell you that, like, your wallet's hanging out of your back pocket, and if you don't fix that, somebody's gonna take it. Right. It's Which the, is kind. Right. It's the, uh... You know, on, uh, there's a, a, a famous Philadelphia phrase, which is backdoor dickhead. Yes. <laughs> which is a polite way of reminding the bus driver that he has not opened the back door despite the fact that there are passengers who would like to get off here. Yeah. And then if you were on the trolley, then the whole trolley oh, will step say, down. step down. Yeah. Because they're pressure plates. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, yeah, we're being like, come on, asshole, get with, get with the program. Right. But also, we're helping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
fuck you, we're helping. Yeah. We're very fucking nice. Right. Yeah. So, but I guess technically not yeah, we're kind. No, no, yeah. We'll say we're fucking nice. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah, it's it's the, you know, doing things that are helpful, but not necessarily in the nicest way. Right. It's, it's not the politest way to do it, but right. like, if you wanted politeness, you know what you're doing. Right. If you want politeness, take an Uber. I tend, I've recently felt for the SEPTA drivers because people oh, are just yeah. like oh, yeah. super well, mean to them. So I'm just like, back door. Well, that's the thing. Here's the thing is I've also gotten pissed off on behalf of the people driving. Oh, yeah. A hundred yeah. fucking percent. Because sometimes they are not the ones that are doing wrong. It no. is the people on the bus that are doing wrong. I just, I get no, like, I think there, of... I think there are young people that have heard versions of like backdoor dickhead and assume oh it's okay to be as mean as i want to these people it's yeah like, no, no. No, no 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 it's we a passive correcting... aggressive nice right we are like... correcting right a, a fault or a, a bad behavior because asians we're good at the very passive aggressive politeness because like in many asian like i'm japanese oh so yeah many asian languages there's different tiers of like honorifics and politeness that you mm-hmm. use and in japanese there's so many tiers that you can if you use a tier of politeness that is more than that person's like or less tier or less but it's especially but more it's especially it, it, more. It, yeah. it's being it, it can be viewed as being very facetious so like mm-hmm. i will sometimes like back door please thanks like a yeah, very yeah. passive aggressive mm-hmm. politeness Brawl at the oh. funeral, well, the, the memorial. Brawl at the memorial, slash... oh, but I was talking about the, the monologue where he explains how uh, yeah. he's malnourished. He says, that's why every so often he dozes off like a sick rooster. <laughs> Which yeah. is such a great description. And he's just passed out in the back like, <clears throat> like, and it's just so funny. But I love like a sick rooster. That's how I describe my cat now. <laughs> that's not inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, yeah, and it's shortly after that monologue that uh, Haibang dies. Yeah. Because Gangdu fucked up and miscounted the bullets. Yeah, so they escape from this quarantine hospital, whatever. Yeah, they were going and... along with the program until yeah. uh, Hyunseo called. Yeah. yeah. And now they're motivated to, like, we yeah. have to escape, we have to rescue her, nobody yeah. believes us that she's alive. Yeah, so they partner with some gangsters. Hey, like you do. Yeah, like yeah. you do to uh, escape the hospital and then to get set up with one of the fumigation vans and a couple of uh, disguises and oh, some yes. guns. There's that great scene where uh, uh, Haibang like, you He's know, negotiating. Negotiates yeah. and then like hands off the, the money and it's her, uh, you know, it's the, the bucket the of change. Cup. Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of like, oh, it's sad, but also like, no, no, it's good. Like, but yeah. like, it's such a good scene. Yeah. Cause he's very like I don't I don't I don't have anything planned for this I didn't I didn't anticipate having to bribe anyone yeah and so he hands him this big thing of change and drops oh away. you're talking about when they hit the checkpoint yes yeah. okay because before that it's just that they're in like a junkyard or something like that yeah. he gives a bunch of money to these guys no and I they're mean, driving in the you were talking about the fumigation van, van and right yeah and then yeah hit a checkpoint and he's trying to bribe an official but does it with just like because yeah, he, he starts off him. being like oh we're one we're you know the new company here to do yeah, like whatever what company name my was. friend george washington yeah right and so then he's like you know the guy's like do you know who i am and he's like, the funny thing about these companies is that like blah blah he's basically telling him like i know you're not on the level like what's your deal and he goes oh i have something for you and it's the it's the ramen cup yeah it's change. just like a black plastic bag with the ramen cup yeah yeah and like it's just uh, it's fun it's and a, also it's gong dude does not want to give it up no he's like no not that anything but that like because yeah. that's for her like yeah, yeah. 
And I get it, but also, like... This whole thing's for her. Right. You're going to go rescue her. Yeah. Yeah. Worry about cell phone later. Then they have this plan, you know, they're going to find the monster, they're going to... Shoot its face off. Yeah, they're going to shoot it. So they end up back in the shack. Yeah. And they're, like, you know, talking and and having dinner and whatever, and it's raining outside. Mm -hmm. Gangdu wakes up, and he's, like, looking past everybody out the window, and he's, like... (laughs) <laughs> just like the monsters out there or whatever yeah and they look outside and it's like standing in the field oh yeah in the and they rain do that rack focus which well, is it's in the rain yeah, like where it's it like nice yeah it's like mouth open like yeah. like drinking or basking in the rain which is like so weird and beautiful and like yeah. interesting uh-huh. and then yeah it's the shot through this like narrow window of uh you know uh, gangdu and then haibong both looking out and like it's just such it's a great yeah. shot it's such a good shot um, a little bit before that, because I forgot about this, was, you know, they're all eating in the shack and, and getting the ramen bowls together and stuff, and <clears throat> Han Seo is there, and yeah. getting fed by everybody, and then she sort of wakes up in the, you know, sewer. Yeah, so we see her kind of like, yeah. Yeah, so it's almost like she dreamed this, yeah, but also did. it is kind of what's happening, but she's not really there, but so it lets them be like a family for yeah. a brief moment it's her it's her fantasy of yeah. like i got out of here and we're all having a meal together yeah yeah it's great and isn't it's that really... like around the time that the, the child gets a spit up yeah he's like we see him briefly with like somebody else his older brother his older brother and like i think we do we see them get like caught by the monster yeah because this is before the fam gets back to the shack so it, that's they it. steal from it yeah, yeah so like this kid seiju so like seiju and his brother they go to the shack to like raid for food because it's like established that they're orphans and this is just what they do they've been homeless it may not even be his real brother it might just be like an older kid that's like being a caretaker for him sure yeah like it's not like a hundred percent clear but it's like you, you get the gist but like yeah they're out getting food and then the monster finds them and you know Joinks them up, and unfortunately, the older brother did not make it. The small child does, and he, you know, gets spit out in the same thing as Hanseo. Yep. 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 He he wakes up, and uh, she, you know, takes care of him. Yeah. So that's when they team up. So I think it was like after her dream. That's when the monster comes back and like spits up um, Seiju. When they see the monster outside, yeah, they all go with their, their various rifles and try to shoot it and whatever. Uh, Gangdu miscounted the bullets, and when he hands uh, the gun to Haibong, you yeah. know, because Haibong's like, everybody go, run, like, you know, and he's like, give me, he's like, you know, do you have any more bullets? He's like, yeah, I have, like, one or whatever, and uh, hands it to him, and, you know, when Haibong goes to pull the trigger, it just goes click, and you see him, you see uh, Gangdu, like, counting on mm-hmm. his fingers, like, one, two, three, four, you know, whatever. And you're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Haibong dies. He gets, like, his brains bashed in by this thing. Yeah, he gets, yeah, like, he, trampled, yeah. and then it gets, turns around he, and picks him up and, yeah, like, slams him on the ground as it dives into the, the river. And there, the entire time there's officials and military guys, like, running up to them. Because they heard all the shots. Because yeah. they weren't exactly... Well, they're looking for the family that escaped. Like, right. And so, uh, Gangdu was running away, and then he was just, like, you know, so overcome that he turned back around and, like, you know, walked back to where his father was. And so they catch him. So now it's just, 
uh, Namil and Namjoon yeah, are Namil free. And, uh, and, and this is when Namil tries to meet up with the... Yeah, the old friend. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, they are wanted. There's, like, legit wanted posters because I think when they were in the shack... They were watching the news, and then he like there is a news story. Gongdu yeah. even said he's like, "Hey, like he's basically speaking to like um, Hyunseo, like, hey, your dad's on TV. Yeah, like, yeah, we should tape this. Yeah, <laughs> the news story is like, and one of the family members is like Olympic, you know, bronze medal archer, and uh, Namil's like." No, you're not going to mention me, and she's the uh, the you know Namjoon's like, what did you do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like pretty good. Again, yeah. really good, interesting dynamic. Yeah, the dad, the national hero, and the fuck up. Right, <laughs> or the the other fuck up, I guess. Yeah, that's when Namil's like little side story where he's going to like triangulate the cell tower. Yeah, happens. Which while... friend works in telecom, and yeah. they're gonna trace the call. But also, the friend is going to fucking backstab him like a fucking weasel, because yeah. he's a fucking weasel. The friend makes an excuse, like, oh, I have to go look for the password in uh, my boss's office. And he goes in there, and there's, like, 20 guys crouched down. And he's like, I think we can get him. And while he's gone, uh, Namil finds the password, does the trace, figures out where she is. Uh, does he call or text uh, Namju then? Yeah, he tries to call her, and he can't, so he texts her, because basically... Well, because yeah, then they getting chased, yeah. and he like jumps off of a bridge and like yeah, he so in the office building he puts a paperclip on a plug, plugs it into a power strip that shorts out all the lights, so now they don't know where he is and he manages to like barely escape, gets out onto a bridge and he's hanging by his like fingertips off the side of the bridge, uh, hoping they'll like leave so he can climb back up, but his his grip gives way, he falls, gets kind of real hurt and then manages. It's another great shot. Because um, it's like some you know investigator up on the bridge like looking, and just as he goes to look over the side of the bridge where Namil is, Namil rolls into the shadow of the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's right. And he texts uh, Namju, and then like passes out, and he tells her like Hyunseo's at this bridge, like wherever, whatever you know, part of the city. And then yeah, and then it shows Gangju back in another medical facility, basically getting poked and prodded and tortured oh. because he. Yeah. Yeah, because he's... What's that actor, the uh, the one that we were talking about that was in the Cohen movies? Uh, as we look, yeah, so as we're fact-checking, basically, like, Gangdu's in, yeah, this medical facility getting poked and prod. He's trying to say, hey, my daughter's out there. Nobody's listening to him. Like, they're stabbing him with needles to, like, a very torturous degree when this American doctor comes in. He's speaking in English... And he has a Korean doctor who's translating, and he's just like, hey, like, what's going on? Like, what's wrong? And so, like, Gongju's like, my daughter's out there. I'm trying to get her. She's at this bridge. Paul Lazar. Yeah, Paul Lazar. So Paul Lazar's, like, asking him all these questions via translator. And he's like, she's out there. And he's like, well, did you tell anybody? And he's like, yes, nobody will fucking listen to me. Like, those yeah. were, like, the exact words. Like, no one will fucking listen to me. And he's like, oh... Well, that's just too bad. And then he's just basically go, like... Yeah, he goes, his brain's affected by the virus. Yeah. He's like, like it's in his frontal lobe. He's, you know, basically dead now. And they he wants to autopsy him. Give him, like, a little, like, brain poke. Yeah. It's, it's fucked up. Because, yeah, you get the impression that he's like, oh, wow, that's, that's you know, that's so sad. Like, you know, no one believes you? And you, you feel like Paul Lazar is, like, 
actually hearing him and listening to him and believing him and and Gangdu even is like finally like nobody listens to me like i've been trying to say this the whole time and then he's like yeah he's fucking crazy and it's just like it's again funny but fucking fucked up <laughs> it's yeah. very sad um yeah and they want to autopsy him um yeah they they're stick jamming a needle on his in his like forehead yeah and it's like collarbone yeah Ugh. it's like they're giving him like these weird little biopsies but then he manages to like escape again because he because they're drawing his blood and he yeah. takes a vial of the blood he grabs like the lady taking the vial of his blood and he's like i'm gonna inject her with the virus and basically he's, he's just, like squirting it at people to get them to back up yeah <laughs> and like he gets out of this medical trailer and like all the american troops are having like they're a barbecue barbecuing <laughs> so like and also like in all of these like it's a that's a real mind fuck of a sequence because yeah. that's the thing that you think is like a hospital ward and then when he opens the door you realize it's just a trailer parked on like the riverside basically like a parking lot and they're all out there grilling yeah and like this is also interspersed with like in all these like news segments it'll show like american ones where americans are like korea's handling this poorly and we're gonna america yeah. is gonna the have world to health organization in. has condemned korea's handling of whatever and and the CDC calls for, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah so it's basically, like, a, the U.S. is trying to paint Korea as, like, handling this in a very incompetent way when that's, like, not really what's happening no. at all, you and, know. And they've authorized the use of what they're calling Agent Yellow. Yeah. Which is definitely, like, a play on Agent Orange. Yes. Well, so there were multiple there were other agents, agents. But I don't know yeah. that Agent Yellow is what they describe it as in this. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know for sure, but there were other ones it was just that asian orange was probably the most prominently used during the vietnam war and was definitely it's um, the one that's had the most lasting cultural yeah. impact indeed yes yeah but like the, it's like i did read that like agent yellow is a direct reference to sure, yeah. this oh totally um but yeah they're basically saying yeah, oh it's the like, use of toxic you know potentially incredibly hazardous and then yeah, this is um, one most of the ones used in world war not world war, in the vietnam. vietnam war were uh defoliants where they would reduce the like amount of mick foley <laughs> yeah no <laughs> the 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 treetop cover Stupid. to expose you guys. know gorilla camps and whatever yeah um but in this it's supposed to be like yeah like a biological agent but not necessarily targeting plants targeting organisms instead yeah yes yeah so basically very bad for living things to breathe in yeah right. which um, is weird because we are yeah so basically it was also saying oh like koreans are staging protests so it's kind of setting up like a political climate we see nam il again he's been basically like rescued by a homeless guy yeah um, and he's like, hey, I'm going to take all these bottles of soju. I got somewhere to be. And he's... He, and he's like, you know, how do I get to whatever bridge from yeah, here? Wan, and he's like, I'm not, like, I don't work for you. It's like the Wan Hyo Bridge, I think. Maybe. Yeah, I that forgot sounds... To, I forgot to write it down. That's my um, bad. I keep wanting to say Wan Ho Bridge, but that's a K-pop singer. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, let's just say that. But... The I bridge mean, dedicated in their honor. He, he is gorgeous. <laughs> just Google Wan Ho. Um, but yeah, he's like, so he basically bribes this cab driver cause he has all this money cause he's a smart guy. Yeah. Yeah. One while bridge he, is correct. Yeah. While he's like in the back of the cab with this homeless guy, like prepping up Molotov yeah, cocktails, they're making Molotov cocktails on the way driving. to a protest and the well, cab driver's like, I don't know if I should be doing this. And he's like, I'm paying you like quadruple. Quadruple. Yeah. <laughs> to, 
for you to, like, just shut up and drive, bro. Um, cause, yeah, and this is where you find out he had, like, an activist history, but, yeah, yeah so he's on his way to this protest. But, yeah, that shit feels very yeah. familiar. <laughs> Just like culturally, just yeah. put Molotov cocktails in this backpack with this homeless guy. Sure. Meanwhile, well, before that even happens, you see um, Namju wake up in like a weird part of the bridge where she's just like, yeah, it's, it's like a unclear goddess. exactly how much time has passed since uh, their their father died, but they split up so that Namil could do this, you know mission to try and track down you know triangulate her uh the Hanseo's location and Namju is kind of like you know looking for her as best she can going to like culverts and stuff and around different bridges and yeah she's sleeping inside one of the structural supports which just has like a cavity in it yeah it's yeah. wild and, and like, it's like a see... wild shot too it is yes. yeah because i mean you can see the the distance to the you know water and stuff below it's and she's like all the way in it like it kind of looks like, um, like a, you know, like a kayak hole, like where, you know, like you fit your like legs into this, but it's big enough for her entire body. Like she's entirely in there, but yeah, it's this very like narrow, like little, yeah, that's yeah. so it's creepy. It's wild. But yeah, she wakes up, she's scouting. She goes she's back. A bow. Yeah. She has her dope ass bow. She goes back to like the trailer and like charges her phone. And that's when she gets the text from Namil saying, oh, she's here. I forget how Gangdu finds out she's also at the bridge. I think he does call her. Yeah, I think she's calling him Yeah. while, or he calls her while she's, like, at the bridge. And she says, like, I'm at the bridge now. Like, I'm looking for her. And then she sees the monster. Yeah. And the monster charges at her, and she doesn't let go soon enough. Right, yeah. yeah. And so she lets go just as the monster, like, hits her, and it knocks her, like, into a similar culvert, but not the same one, and she's KO'd for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this, so this is after he escapes the medical facility slash yeah. barbecue. <laughs> That's um, so fucking wild. Yeah. A lot happens in this, like, last chapter. Yeah, and, you know, they've established that the, the protesters have broken through the quarantine line, and they're all converging where they're about to drop the Agent Yellow, which, again, is this, like... It looks like Metapod. Yeah. It's a big yellow sure. Metapod. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, it looks like Metapod, but, yeah, it's this giant yellow, you know, thing. And um, they're gonna, you know, release this poison. And so there's all these protesters. Um, we see some of them, and they have... Uh, is it free? Yeah, free, like free Gangnam Gang signs. Gang, yeah, Gangnam shirts and signs. Really and good. I remember watching that, being like, I want that shirt. Yeah, and yeah. also Bong Joon Ho apologizes. He's like, we had so much great art made for these protests. <laughs> yeah, and you only see the signs for like a little bit, or like you don't even get to see all of them. So I'm very sorry. It's great. They were wonderful though. But yeah, wrestling there's... never apologizes. Yeah. Huh. Wrestling never apologizes for not being able to show all the signs. Well, they're not to be always fair. They're good. not all good. Yeah, it's yeah. also fair. But every once in a while, you see one, you're like, "Oh, I just need a good shot of that, please. Can I please see?" Yeah. Yeah, yeah we can't all be. We can't all be hide your dad. The claim has arrived. <laughs> I was I was telling Hunter that the uh, that AEW's got hide your dads in the acclaimed and hide your moms in Christian. Oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Appealing to older demographics. <laughs> sure. Um, 
But yeah, so like, yeah, there's these really great, like, basically Gangdu has become a folk hero to these protesters because they think he's being wrongfully incarcerated. Yeah, and he his, the story is, of his I mean, escape totally was like national news, yeah. international news. So his arrest and, you know, re, recapture and the fact that they haven't been able to, like, they keep saying in tiny bits of background dialogue that, like, the virus might not really be a thing, or if it is, if if it even exists, it might have no negative effects. Like, yeah. there's the presence of a virus, but, like, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a negative. It might be nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and you also find out also from that same Peter Lazar doctor, yeah. he says... Oh, yeah, that Marine, he died because of, like, our surgery. He didn't die, but he didn't even have a virus to begin yeah. with. It was like he just couldn't withstand all the surgeries we were doing on him. Yeah, right. and Gungdu hears that and, and knows enough English to be like, wait, there's no, he said there's no virus? Which, like, not so dumb now, huh? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, he just, you know, thinks that he doesn't know any English, you know. It's like, no, yeah. I'm right here and I do understand enough to be like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. Which I think, you know, propelled him to be like, no, I, like, super have to get out of here now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so these protesters are here. And then that's when basically, like, everyone kind of convenes back at the protest. And at the same time, whatever is going on with the creature is happening. So it has now stopped gathering foodstuffs. Because that's what it was doing. It was just mm -hmm. gathering people and leaving them. Um, and now it's actively started eating them. So, like, it comes back, and this is the first time it doesn't spit out, like, an unconscious or dead person. It just starts, like, spitting out bones. Yeah, because Hansio is like, oh, oh, he's back. He's going to spit up another person. Let's hope he has a working phone. And it's just, nope, that's all bones. Yeah. And then shortly after that, the, the creature climbs down into there, into this, like, like little nest of, like, foodstuffs that it's made. and Slumbers. Yeah, kind of, like, goes into half a hibernation. But we see, like, its tail like moves instinctively without the yeah. creature being fully awake kind of like a cat maybe this yeah. is supposed to like suggest a hind brain or something yeah or just alien yeah. physiology like, yeah yeah because you know she throws something it hits like a shoe or something it hits it it gets no reaction its eyes are like uh like it has like a nictating yeah it's like clouded over yeah, yeah. So, so it's asleep and she's like okay and she hits it with a shoe it doesn't react I mean, so like, that's common for amphibious creatures i think it's just to be alien it's, it's oh, a mutant okay. it's just supposed to be a monster it's supposed to be somewhat familiar you understand from looking at it that it's a, the eye looks different so it's asleep but it doesn't sure. have like eyelids okay um and yeah it doesn't react so she's like all right i can try to climb out of here and she like musters her courage makes this like run steps on it jumps up to this like uh like we've mentioned before the rope of tied together clothing mm -hmm. and you think she starts climbing and then she sort of like floats away from the the rope she made and that the creature's tail grabbed her and then just like puts her back down on the ground mm -hmm. and so she's like frozen standing there like shit i don't know if it's awake or not or what's going on and she waits and then like she sees the eye like open up and turn and she runs back to... She's in, like, a side pipe culvert. Yeah, yeah. there's, like, I don't know... Drainage if, thing. Yeah, there. I don't know if it's an intentional little, like, lesser pipe or if it's, like, a crack or something or a crevice of some kind. But it is too small for the creature to really get at her or the other little boy... Sejo? Sejo. Yeah. Um, so they so, take shelter yeah, in that, yeah. Right. But then 
I thought that was the point where, like, it does finally, like, swallow them both and then heads also to the protest. Yeah, she's not able to run fast enough to get back to that little culvert thing. And, um, and Seiju had come out to be like, oh, you're going to get out of here. Like, I want to see it. She told him to stay put, but he came out. So, yeah, then it, it, it swallows both of them. And then he, it, it makes its way to the protest where there's a smorgasbord of delicious humans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as everybody gets there, pretty much, the military drops the Agent Yellow. And it's just like smoke. It's this, you know, like giant, you know. Cloud. Yeah, yeah like it drops it like right in front of the, because like, Gangdu. Because Gangdu figures out that she, like, that Hansio is inside of the monster. I think because he was, like, fighting it and, like, saw her hand stick out. Yeah, her her hand is still holding on to one of the te- creatures that got, like, teeth inside. So it's, it's yeah. she's holding on to one of the teeth in the back of the mouth. And that's when he's, like, trying to tell these troops not to shoot because she's in there. Like, yeah. he doesn't want her to get shot. And then they start releasing the toxin and... Obviously, the protesters around are starting to cough and, like, cough up blood and... They're bleeding out of their ears. Yeah, it's, like, gross. Um, and then... Yeah, he, like, pulls her... The creature, like, falls over, because it's directly, like, under the spray of the... The aging yellow. yellow. And so, like, it's, like, you know, mouth is open, like, he, you know, reaches in, pulls her out. She's still holding on to Seiju. And, you know, (laughs) we were kind of joking, like... Because he comes away from that, like you're like, oh cool, she's holding on to Seiju, and then uh, Gangdu walks away, just carrying her, and we're like, I guess fuck that other kid. Yeah, like <laughs> oh that other, I was like, there was, he's like, because even he saw that there was another kid, he's like, yeah. oh there's another kid. His but daughter was holding like, on to this other child. But yeah, he just like carries her away, and then that's when, you know, he brings her over to um, Namil and Namju, and that's when they realize she's yeah, she's dead. dead. And, you know, they're like, okay, so we gotta kill this motherfucker. Right. Um. So, uh, Namil has all these Molotov cocktails, and he's great. It's a good, yeah. it's a, this yeah. is a good he's holding, double yeah. fisting. He's holding so he one. Has a light, one to light and yeah. one to throw. And lighting the other ones with it, and like, throwing them, and like, it's super well done because, you know, having yeah. something like fire, especially like fire, which is like, like liquid fire like the alcohol on fire mm-hmm. interact with your three-dimensional model would be incredibly difficult right to do and make it look good yeah so basically you have these molotovs hit the ground ahead of the creature and the creature like juke around it or it hits like a, a support Power. strut of the yeah. bridge as the creature passes on the other side of it yeah so it looks and feels very tense yeah without having to be like oh we have to animate this really incredibly difficult thing right it's great but also then you get the creature reacting to yeah. it too which is and the lighting changes yeah you know like the creature's yeah. lit differently like it's yeah. really it's well done so this final cool. sequence looks really great and you're if like you are... namiel finally looks like a badass yeah. yeah if you're ever at a bar or a protest and see somebody double fisting you know they know what they're doing all mm-hmm. right um yeah, this is kind of the, like, this is probably what Namil should be doing. And like, moment. You know? Like, yeah, you, you yeah. shouldn't be in the workforce. You should be protesting. Like, yeah, but they don't give bronze medals for Molotov throws. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> That's One what they day. said about snowboarding. Yeah. And skateboarding. Yeah. That's going to really put a little, uh, you know, mustard in the tailpipe of the Olympics. That's right. <laughs> it's the Molotov toss. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it was just really, it was just like a really cool sequence to watch. Um, oh, yeah. And then, like, finally, like, he leads the monster over to this, like, under overpass, and the homeless guy from earlier is there with a whole canister of gasoline and just dumps it on the monster, like, that scene in Flashdance where, like, <laughs> has, like... Yeah, the monster's a maniac on the floor. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like she's just dumping all he's just dumping all this gasoline on the monster. Now Mil has one Molotov left, and you're just like, oh man, this is it, buddy. This is it. And then he chucks it. It's <laughs> like when you throw a ball for your dog. Yeah. And you go like, huh? And then you just let it go on the backswing, and then you throw an empty hand. That's yeah. basically what happens. Yeah, it's like really like you just see him wind up and it just goes like right out of his hand yeah and it smashes behind, behind him. him and he you can see he's just like oh fuck that was the last one and then we got this close-up shot of the burning you know like bottle and, yeah. yeah and then zoom an arrow sticks into it and it's 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 so good like the pull-up like yeah, following the it's nam june yeah following the camera up as she like loads it into the you know into the bow and like cocks it back it's so good yeah and then yeah this time she does not take too long to shoot she just like hits that mofo right in the eye and flaming arrow to the face yeah that and And it bursts into flames it looks real cool Yeah, yeah it's great it's really well animated and then that's when the you know the monster's like and like flailing around and uh gongdu has like a big metal spike and he doesn't yeah, it's really like have a, it's, it's a, a road sign it's a road, yeah, sign, it's a road again. sign and like it's his d- weapon of choice in yeah. this whole thing yeah. he like it's the same sort of thing as before but he like smashes the concrete on the bottom of it and hits the sign on like the overpass or something and the sign breaks off so it's just the pipe now yeah, yeah. and so like he doesn't have to do much as the monster's just like bucking around like flailing in pain and he just Jams yeah. it right into its mouth. Yeah, it like lunges at him, and yeah. he just sort of like holds his ground, yeah. and jams this thing up, and like the monster's blood like runs down it. Yeah, he's got it braced on the one hand. It's it's Palm almost like against the butt yeah. of the. Yeah. yeah, it's very slow. Yeah, it's it's kind of almost got like a little bit of like an anime thing of like that like somebody does a big move and everything's quiet for a second while. Yeah. You know, well, the there's also math it's also you know he's yeah. like pushing it in and like holding yeah. it, and then he kind of realizes like oh it's it's in there, and so he yeah. kind of like lets go. Yeah, and you can see the circle of yeah. the uh, the bottom the of the pipe, pipe on yeah. his palm. Yeah, it's such a good shot. Yeah. It is. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it's really you know telegraphing like you know force and and inertia and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure, it's good. But yeah, like, they realize the monster's dead, and it kind of winds, you know, everything kind of winds down, and you're just like, you know, he runs back to, like, Namil and Namju, who still have, you know, Hyunseo's, you know, body, and they're just like, what do we do? And I'm just like, oh, they forgot about that actual child that might right. still be alive again, but he does run over, and he's just like, oh, you were with Hyunseo, like... And he's just like tapping him, and he does actually like wake up, and he's like, "Oh, this kid's alive!" So he picks him up and, you know, carries him out of like the gas the agent zone. Orange. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like a very iconic Yellow. shot of just like the hero carrying yeah. like the the person he saved out of like the fire. And they all also have like blood coming out of their ears and stuff yeah. by the end of it. And yeah, uh, yeah, it's very like fucked up. Yeah, it's, it's really bleak. it's yeah. very bleak. Yeah. And then the, we got a postscript, which is it's like winter now. 
Um, and Gangdu is in charge of the shack, and he's, you know, looking out the window again, and it kind of looks like the first time we see him, except, like, his hair is short and dark now. And there's, like, pictures, and, like, there's, Yeah, we there's, get like, a couple a really... shots around the... the yeah, yeah, like, there's a really sweet picture of Hansio and the grandfather, and then... They, they have their f- wanted poster yeah, framed. Yeah, they framed their mug shots. <laughs> you gotta, though. Yeah, uh, it's just, honestly, it's great. I, I mean, like, that's how you promote your shack, is like, yeah. We're yeah. the... You've heard of me. Criminal slash heroes yeah. of this whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, he's just you know, and it's yeah. there's and he's clearly... looking out the window and he's he's like he might see something and he like cracks the window and he reaches over and picks up a gun and he like points it out a little bit and then he decides he didn't see anything and he shuts it. And then uh yeah, he's he's been like preparing food the whole time. His fa- you know, family's very big on food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean well, that's just being Asian. Yeah. But uh, very, sharing very a meal. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like and uh Seiju's just asleep and like the back of the shack while he's you know fixing up the food then like the tv's on yeah um you know he's get he's like oh sage you wake up like you know he's getting him a rice bowl yeah you know, they have all the bench and like laid out and they're watching the tv and the news comes on and they're talking about this whole incident and how it's being swept under the rug yeah and he's just you know and he's just like oh you know this is too depressing yeah, let's nothing, not watch nothing's this good on tv yeah and uh uh Seiju says, like, let's just turn it off and focus on eating. Yeah. Yeah, which is, like, I also love that because it's like, oh, you went through all of this crap and, you know, you, like, experienced all of this loss and you just don't even care to know, like, why it happened. You're just like, I'm just alive and I want to just continue to focus on being alive. It's above my pay grade, man. Like, like very, like, symbolic of Gangdu's character. He's like, I'm just trying to, like, get by here. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it's like clearly he's adopted Seiju, and they're just yeah, like they they're enjoying a meal in the dead of winter, as like the camera pans out, and it's just a very interesting way to end the movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's you know, it's it's more upbeat than ending it on the bridge. You yeah, know, it's it's quiet. Yeah, definitely. It shows you know that there's hope for healing in some ways. Yeah, and it leaves yeah. a lot of things like nice and open ending. Cause you're like, yeah, well, what? might happen after you like you all these people inhaled all these chemicals like yeah, you know right. and all that it's like that would be the host too is now that the people that inhaled the chemicals are mutated yeah but oh, it was yeah but it was just basically yeah it was basically implied that everyone just wanted to sweep this whole incident under the rug even though like you know a lot of people lost their lives and right there there was a monster it was created by you know government malfeasance Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was handled incredibly improperly, which led to many more deaths. But like, eh, let's just move on. Yeah, and you know, that's a, sometimes yeah, it's like you know, and I feel like in some ways it's like, hey, like I li- like Gongdu, like I lived this whole horrific thing. I don't really need to watch it on the news. I'm just gonna yeah. eat my delicious food and hang out with my new adopted son. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Bottle, you brought this film to us. Do you want to start the vote? I mean, I would say it's a it's a pretty great watch. I would watch again and have and yeah. will continue to watch again. Yeah, I know you were trying to put this up for our like Halloween run a couple of years, and we didn't actually do it. It was this past year. Yeah, because yeah. we had a square okay. that was like family movie, and I'm yeah. like, this is a 
yeah. family movies. Counts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it it is very, like, realistic. Like, I yeah. feel like it's a very realistic portrayal of family. Because, like, you know. Yeah. Like. And it's very unique feeling, but the uniqueness makes it feel more universal than if it was very, like, cookie cutter oh, or cliche. Yeah. yeah, it's it's having, like, a character sketch versus having an archetype. Yeah, and, and like it's much more relatable to have like somebody who's real that has a couple of things that you can relate to than right. somebody who is like just a jock right. or you're, whatever. You know, your sister doesn't have to be a bronze medal Olympic archer for you to be like, Oh, that reminds me of my relationship with my brother or my cousin or right. whatever. Like Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, this is my overachieving right. you know, sibling, cousin, whatever. Cause yeah, like I feel like a lot of family dynamics, they don't necessarily fit into, like, one pigeonhole because it's, like, like everyone has their own very specific quirks with their family that, like, you think only you have, but it's, like, a very universal feeling, even yeah. if it's not the same quirk. Yeah, yeah, the details might be different, but the feelings can definitely be the same. Yeah, that's, like, that, that kind of storytelling always, it's always more resonant, with me at least, than the opposite. Than, like, oh, it's, you know... 2.5 kids like yeah it's... sitcom dad and mom and 2.5 kids yeah, and one of them not... is artsy and you know right. whatever it's yeah. whether or not something is fleshed out because it's really hard to feel a human connection with something that is a cutout <laughs> yeah. yeah and i think the most important thing is it's like it's like they simultaneously are at each other's throats and like yeah they're ready to throw hands with each other but at the same time they're like ready to die for each other yeah well it's a sibling thing of like well we're allowed to because we're yeah. family but right. don't you fucking do anything and also right. very much like philly we can talk shit about philly yeah as much as we want but the second sometimes someone says something about philly yeah we will yeah. chisel new jersey right off the map yeah yeah i feel like this is most recently evidence with the the debut of gritty and yeah. Philly was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, and the rest we were of all like, like, what the fuck is that? And we're like, don't fucking talk about Gritty. He's ours. Yeah, Gritty Gritty premiered and we all went, boy, that's weird as hell. And then the the rest of the country went, boy, that's weird as hell. And we went, shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. That's Gritty. You're wrong. He's perfect. Yes. He's our perfect sweet angel baby. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say something about Gritty? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Do you have a Gritty? No, you don't. Only we have a Gritty. Yeah, shut up, so St. Louis. So is Philly like the Korea of... No, that I I lost of, that. Of East Coast America. I don't know. Maybe. Jeet yet? You know, it's yeah. like Jeet. I would I, listen. I would. I would. I would stand behind I, this. I feel like it's that same thing of like with enough fleshing out, you can really get that emotional heart of yeah everybody. Yeah. yeah. It's you know, we're tough because we care. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little too much. Yeah, <laughs> we definitely care a little too much. That Santa Claus had it coming. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody wants to talk about that, so yeah. let's talk about yeah. that. Yeah. Listen, there's a Legends of Philadelphia <laughs> episode, they talk about it. When you know the whole story, that guy had it coming. Yep. Fucking. Yeah. When you think you can dress like Santa and that absolves you from being a dick? <laughs> I got some batteries that'll tell you otherwise. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I think this is a I think this is a great watch. Like I said, I saw this in theaters and it was not what I was expecting. But I left being like, that was fucking pretty fucking great. And I told people about it, but it was, you know, not in theaters very long. And it was only in specific theaters. And then 
it wasn't a big wide release like DVD release where it was at Blockbuster if that even still was around then I don't remember but you know it wasn't like readily available by 2006 uh I mean like maybe I never had a Blockbuster in my area we had like TLA and West Coast video it really doesn't like, I went to well, I was saying like so you could week. still find video stores but they were on the they were on the decline yeah yeah but I mean like even if it was still a thing like it wasn't a wide release movie that got you know, a big push, like, oh, this is finally on DVD, you can finally rent it. Like, it was just kind of a thing that eventually rolled out. <laughs> um, so I didn't see it again for years. And I don't think it's really been on any streaming. No, it, it pops up from time to time, but not for very long. It was on Hulu not that long ago. It might still be. I didn't look. I, I bought the DVD because I wanted a copy yeah. of it. It seems like something that uh, Shudder would try to get, but... Yeah, Shudder um, might have it from time to time sure. as well. Yeah. Um, but... I remember, like, yeah, I didn't watch it for years, and then I watched it, because I was like, I haven't seen this since theaters. I watched it, Allison fell asleep, and then the next day I was like, you should watch this. And I was like, I'll watch it again, it's fine. Like, I, I, I like it. Like, I will definitely watch this again. And yeah, we watched it, you know, the next day. Um, yeah, it's great. It's, it, it's really good. Performances are great. Like, you know, it's a relatively small cast with some character actors pop up, but like, it's there everybody's really good at it um so i mean i don't this is subject to change but uh as of recording this it is on canopy hoopla showtime and fubo those are those are definitely maybe words those are things that oh i just looked totally have. i just looked on my it's also on gorgo and jim jam and florp oh no sorry it's florp plus we had canopy and which one's canopy that's thought, that's one of the ones that you could get through your library. library? Yeah, I thought okay. Canopy and Hoopla were library. Yeah, are they both? Canopy and Hoopla are both library. Yeah. Oh, okay. All Canopy right. is unlimited. They tend to do a lot of uh, documentaries and foreign films. The thing Hoopla does uh, more like recent releases and stuff, and you can also get music and. But um, it's a shorter window or something. Uh, it's that usually you're limited to like two or three items per month through yeah, the library. Okay. Depends yeah, on the yeah, plan that makes that you sense. Have. But yeah, they have my like problem with those things and music is and movies. Those names don't associate in my head at all. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like it's not like they're both different kinds yeah. of birds or yeah. you know, like Yeah, it's the real nepotism of the streaming. <sighs> yeah, because like I when I saw the movie, it was way back in college because we had like a foreign film club and like once a week you oh, would nice. go and like That's watch pretty dope. a movie and eat pizza. And I initially went just because, like, I really want some free pizza. Ooh, that's how I went to knitting club, was I really wanted cookies I really, when I was in third grade. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I really want some free pizza. And we watched a lot of really cool movies. So, yeah, yeah like, the host was one of them. I can knit. That was, I still can't <laughs> knit. But I watched the host, and I watched Itumama Tambien. Oh, I watched that of, for my Spanish class. Yeah, and that's I was like, deal. wow. Yeah. Wow, this is where they're hiding all the good shit overseas. Yeah. So, yeah. So... I mean, they're not hiding them. It's just that people aren't finding it. Yeah. Yeah. So another life lesson, usually when there's free pizza, there are good things. Yeah. And also, if you like movies, if you like a a kind of movie, they have that in other countries. Like, whatever it is, they have it. And it's probably going to be a fresh perspective because it's coming from a different, like, cultural tradition. Right. It's drawing on totally different stimuli. Um, Even the amount of, like ghost or or like or possessiony stories that yeah. i'm seeing coming out of india 
and also the filming looks so different but their association with death is totally oh, different absolutely than, than because it's from usually a western hinduism things. tradition yeah. versus a catholic or christian tradition yeah and yeah. so like it's a totally different experience yeah yeah genre films exist everywhere yes um and they're all like if you like them they're all pretty good. Yeah, you're like, probably going to also like these other things. You just might have to read a little bit if yeah. it's not dubbed. And like, if it's dubbed, great. And if you want the dub, great. Yeah. But if you can be like, oh, I can get down with this. Like with subtitles. Like, if you're watching at home, like fucking pause it. Take it back. Read that yeah. thing. Like it's cool. Uh-huh. Watch it twice. Yeah. Like it's it's a very rewarding experience. You might even pick up some little bit of language. Because yeah. like all the K-dramas and stuff I watch, I'm not that I'm like fluent in Korean or anything like that. But like... I know words now. Yeah, it's the Simpsons thing when Bart uh, gets stranded in France for a summer. Yeah, well... Um, and then all of a sudden... <laughs> oh, huh? yeah. Immersion, yeah. Yeah. That's why they do those programs in general, is that, yeah, if you can only speak French for two weeks, you're going to learn a lot more French than if you are in French class for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's how I learned a bunch of sign language. I mean, also, like, yeah. I picked up a lot of Japanese, I forgot too. a bunch of it, because I don't, didn't right. use it for many, many years. Right, but, but yeah, you were a camp counselor yep. at a... Deaf, deaf camp. camp, yeah. Yeah. And, like, you know, the kids were very... It wasn't, like, uh, totally deaf. Like, some kids... Yeah. Some kids had some hearing, or some kids had, you know... Uh, you know cochlear implants and stuff. Yeah, cochlear yeah. implants, or had gradually lost their hearing so they could still, like, speak. You oh, know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you, you know, and, and translate things and stuff. And that was, you know, it was a very interesting experience. But, yeah, that's how I learned a bunch of sign language. Yeah. Yeah, you learn some language, you learn some culture and like contexts. And... Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Is like I like I like watching you know stuff. I like I like when a movie is weird, even if it's a U.S. movie. I like when I'm like, that's a weird choice, or what a weirdly specific detail. Right. And you know, with uh, stuff from other cultures, it's all going to be different. You know, so yeah. that's way more rewarding because yeah. I'm like, you know, that's all new stimuli where I was like, I never would have right. thought of this. Like, and that can also. S- like just spark curiosity of like 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 salary i was like i had not heard of this looked up the term and that's yeah something that we don't really have yeah. here yeah um you know you no we have the opposite here right where we as a um, culture are just like oh poor people should... don't deserve yeah, uh, I kept food i kept yeah. watching um stuff at like fantasia or at other film festivals and stuff just uh, yeah. be curious about stuff. <laughs> well, I said in a flippant way earlier. Yeah. Uh, the world's very old. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, there's a lot of history. Yeah. And not all of it is local. And I guarantee you don't even know that much about all the local history. True. So, like, and that's fine. That's totally fine. Nobody has to. Right. But there's an entire world full of interesting historical moments and figures and stories that, you know, these, like, films draw from. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this was loosely based on a real True event. thing yeah. that happened. Yeah, sort of sparking. And I mean, like, it's also in the tradition of, like, the, the kaiju movies that are very much based around... A response to... World yeah. War II. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the bombing of uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Nagasaki yeah. And, like, these things are worth knowing about and really understanding what they did to the world. Right. So. Yeah, and the you know these movies are, you know, resp- they're not about that, but they are because of how much it's uh, you know impacted Informed culture. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like all that stuff is very interesting. Yes, so great watch. Yeah, I think yeah, Universal around the Wa- around, watch it. Yeah, around, <laughs> around the horn, great watch. Yeah. 
Uh, Bottle, would you like to direct people to your social media at all? Um, sure. If you like pictures of my cat and or Who really unhinged tweets about professional wrestling and or K-pop or my declining mental health, Bottle Age, B-O-T-T-L-E-A-G-E is both my Insta and my Twitter handles. I currently do no cool projects. I mostly just play the Yakuza games <laughs> and smoke weed. But, I mean, I, I have some cool opinions about wrestling on occasion. Uh, well, you can write to us uh, with questions, comments, responses, corrections, things like that. At right, hate, watch, great, watch. That's W R I T E H W G W at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HWGW Podcast on both of those platforms. Um, and get new episodes from us every other Wednesday. That's every, every other, other Wednesday. Wednesday on moviejohn.com. And if you're so inclined, you should support the Movie John Patreon. That's patreon.com, movie J A W N John. Uh, lots of good fun things there and uh you know we're constantly coming up with more honestly yeah, yeah. We, just, we just need more time yeah and the more patreons we get then the more we can afford to have more free time to make more content for more patreons yeah. for more free time actually can i just talk about the, the last zine for the the summer of uh 2022 included a indoor kids patch yeah. That I didn't realize was going to be part of it until it came in the mail, and I was very enthused about that. Yeah. Uh, it's a little two-inch uh, embroidered patch with a movie camera on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's adorable. Yeah. I got uh, my, lets people got, know got you like little, movies and don't like going in the sun. Yeah. Got my little poppy popcorn uh, pin. Pin, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I missed out. Yeah. Plus, I mean, like, every month there is bare minimum one uh, bonus podcast uh, where you get one of the movie John Johnny's um, recommending movies and talking about something recent that they've seen that they're, you know, passionate about. Um, and there's newsletters, you get recommendations for films, streaming stuff that you can watch, uh, all kinds of stuff. And yeah, access to all kinds of behind the scenes junk. Yeah. You know, we spent some time with Ben Rosley recently and stuff. And Rosley does the uh, cinematic crypt and uh, the best friends pod. Yeah, best uh, friends forever uh -huh. and it's currently on hiatus but i saw it in a movie podcast yes yeah and which is a cinematic advice podcast sure yeah yeah like they were you know kind of brainstorming some other goodies yeah. to give uh patreon subscribers and i'm like yeah i forgot how much cool shit i'm like tangentially involved with yeah. <laughs> so yeah yeah and we're know. also always trying to find more stuff because it's also just fun to make things it's fun to create more content yeah. it's fun to you know not brainstorm content, new ideas like, yeah just just little little things little physical things that's what content people. is well okay it's but physical I mean, content okay i, I mean know. like yeah it's, it's fun to come up with these ideas like oh we could send people a patch that would be fun or a pin or stickers or a christmas card or whatever like all that stuff is fun oh those... yeah you made a christmas card i did i painted last year's christmas card it was yeah. frankenstein making a snowman it was, it was really good adorable um yeah and, like, all this stuff is available through the Patreon, so you should probably subscribe. Yeah, you'll never know what you're going to get. No. Maybe they'll blow you a kiss. Maybe. Maybe they'll blow you. No, Damn. they won't. <laughs>
Well, on that note, cut thanks that, for cut that out. Nope, leaving it in. Thanks, <laughs> oh Allison God. said it. Thanks for uh, listening to this podcast, listeners. Um, Bottle, thanks for joining us. If you're under eighteen, you shouldn't be listening. Allison, to us thanks for doing this and it. then digging a hole and then trying to dig your way out of it. But thanks for recording with me, as always. Hey, you said it, dude. It's not like you got tricked into saying it. I tricked myself. Yeah, this is like the fucking. This is like the rehearsal where it's like, <laughs> it's like all I did was put microphones in front of you, and you're like, you're like, ah blowjobs yeah shit someone heard me say that yeah it's a microphone yeah it's like that meme where somebody's slowly turning themselves into a clown yeah dude or basically or it's that um eric andre meme where he shoots hannibal <laughs> yeah. virus like, who could have done that do yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah fuck all right all right watch the host and other movies yes. bong joon ho forever yeah read right. subtitles Read something. Read Shoplift something. responsibly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Bye. Hold the door for now one. This has been a movie jawing podcast.